Hey, everybody. Welcome to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. This is Dan Schrader. I'm in Portland, Oregon. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we also had Colin Smith in Portland, Oregon. Ryan Palmer, of course, always in Portland, Oregon. Uh, and our friend over at the Recreational Thinking Podcast, uh, Yogesh Route, also in Portland. So we took the opportunity while Colin was out here to get everybody together. Unfortunately, uh, Mike still had to zoom in, uh, but we did another episode of the Soccer Thread Podcast, Recreational Thinking Crossover Soccer Trivia Podcast. Uh, we were on Ryan Palmer's front porch in person, outdoors, uh, and had a great time. You will hear a little extra background noise, the birds chirping, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but we hope you enjoy this. Special thanks, of course, to Yogesh this week for putting this all together. It's a huge amount of work for him. Uh, we just get to sit and take these trivia questions. It's so fun for us. Uh, so special thanks to Yogesh for entertaining us for a few hours. We'll be back next week to talk about uh, our favorite muscle cars. Welcome, everyone, to episode 18 of season 2 of Recreational Thinking with Yogesh Rauth. I forgot how to say the name of my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, this is uh, another special episode. It's our fourth topic-specific episode and our first full reunion episode. I tried to get one two episodes ago, but I, think I finally uh, succeeded in reuniting the entire lineup from a previous episode, in this case, episode 29, the previous crossover with the Soccer Thread podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're now doing another crossover with them, which will once again be themed entirely around the beautiful game of soccer or football for the rest of the world. Backed by popular demand. Sometimes we're the French Fry podcast, but this is yeah. going to be a soccer-themed reunion. By popular demand, I mean that the Soccer Thread podcast demanded it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yes. four members Yogesh, of our podcast had finally, so much fun. Finally acquiesced to our, uh, to our requests. Stop badgering me. <laughs> All right, so thank you to our top Patreon subscriber, Darren Monk, and to all the other Patreons, Adam Hahn, Christine Welchel, Isaac Rennert, Andrew Darby, Cody Wilson, Ben Rothenberg, Patrick Friel, Jeremy Horwitz, Dargan Ware, Joe Graziak, Anthony Garino, Adam Polani, Peter Broda, David Croisson, Mike Jaziorski, and our newest, Tim Robert Gomez. And to anyone listening, your name could go here. We'll sign up at patreon.com slash recreationalthinking. Our guests today are Mike Samuelson, Colin Smith, Dan Schroeder, and Ryan Palmer, uh, the latter two playing together as one team, just as uh, they did in the previous episode. It's because I'm dumb. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that order? It's arbitrary, but it'll be consistent throughout the game, and it's the same as in the previous episode, so it should be especially easy to remember. So if we could Except if you're dumb. <laughs> So if we could go in that order, if you could uh, briefly state, well, so four of us, all of us but Mike are Zooming from a porch in Portland. Um, boo, so, other, boo, so you don't have to say where you're, where you're Zooming from if you're not Mike, but just, yeah, say, I guess, one sentence about yourself approximately, starting with Mike. <laughs> Describe myself in one sentence. That is very difficult. Uh, He's wearing green I shorts. am from... I am zooming from Studio B in Minneapolis, and I'm also very impressed that you have not only multiple people who listen to your podcast, but actually pay you money. That is something we haven't figured out yet. That's why we have an amateur podcast. <laughs> we like to keep it amateur for our, uh, you know, we don't want to get disqualified for some of the competitions we enter. 
Yeah, no conflict the, of interest. The Olympics of podcasting. The, exactly. The 1968 Olympics, specifically. <laughs> All right, Colin? Uh, I'm Colin Smith. Uh, there was recently a bat in my house. That's all I'll say. Yeah, that is one sentence about yourself. Because we could do 45 minutes on that. <laughs> <laughs> Tight 45. All right. Uh, Dan? I'm Dan Schrader. Uh, Yogesh, I'd like to use this time to give you a small gift on behalf of the Soccer Thread Podcast. Uh, these are socks that are Soccer Thread Podcast branded. Oh, wow. Uh, and just remember that although Colin had them made, I gave them to you. So that should be, <laughs> if there's any bias available, Team PDX will take big, it. Big Thank CEO you. energy coming from we, Dan over here. We might not have Patreon su subscribers, but we got socks, baby. We got merch. <laughs> All right. Anytime I wear these, people will be like, oh, you're a fan of the Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this happened. You that like the Stone Temple Pilots and ducks. <laughs> Interesting. That, is, that has definitely happened to me. Um, all right. Uh, I think, I guess that was Dan's intro and, uh, <laughs> Ryan. Uh, yeah, we're zooming from, uh, from my porch. That's, that's about, that's the thing that's, about you. That's about it. It's, not, it's hardly even my porch, really. Uh, <laughs> I have a porch. We know who this porch really belongs to. My, yes. my wife lets me use this porch. For now. Until she comes out and says, enough podcasting. Yeah. All right, yes. And just to be clear, he said Porsche, not Porsche. <laughs> that would be incredible if you were never, all never zooming from the Porsche. Porsche. All right, so this game is in four rounds, one individual or pair for Dan and Ryan, and three specialists. Uh, the first round I call the three R's round. It allows me to reduce, reuse, and recycle prior material. These questions mostly serve as a warm-up in scare quotes, not in the sense of being easy, but just kind of getting your mind working, getting you used to my uh, question writing. Uh, they'll also be worth a tenth of a point as tiebreakers if necessary. Probably won't be necessary, but oh well. Uh, for this round only, you'll answer as individual slash pair. If the first person the question is directed at misses, it'll go to the second, then the third if the second also misses. So the further back you are in the order, the less of a direct shot you have, but the more time you have to think, and some potential answers could get taken off the table. We'll rotate, so... Each of you gets to answer three questions in first position, three in second, three in third. And then the rules will change, and I'll explain those rules after this round is over. I'm also, since the last time we recorded, I've added in one new rule, the quote-unquote Jimmy Lee rule. Love this rule. <laughs> yes. Shout out to Jimmy Lee. Yeah, damn, yeah. I wish I were Jimmy Lee. <laughs> I'm trying to mess up so much today that I get a rule named after me. <laughs> okay, yeah, um... Yeah, no, I'll, just, I'll just call it the Smith rule, and people can guess which Smith it's named. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right, yeah, so basically just, you know, to, to discourage passing, um, yeah, I'm basically not going to allow you to pass on a question um, unless you give an explanation of why you don't want to give an answer, just to show you put some thought into it. I think from a strategic point of view, this probably means that the answer to the question is never pass. So if we're talking about, like, basketball techniques. Oh, yeah. Mm, pass, mm. Point. Yeah. True, or soccer techniques, which are yeah. probably more likely to come up. <laughs> what about um, Dan, Dan was trying to not tip mouse. his hand there. He's like, "Ooh, this might be relevant on this podcast, but if I say basketball, people won't think about it." Sorry, guys. Drink more coffee. Great start for our team. I'm drink Great some more beer. Start. Let's go. But yes, if in, in, in the geography B, that was always an issue as well. If they asked what, what's the thing that takes you between mountains. Yeah. Love All a right. geography B. Yep. 
So yes, just a general. When minor. you have us back for the third time, Yogesh, I'll tell the story of my elementary school geography B defeat and how hard <laughs> it was. You're your one sentence in the beginning, Mike, to get the story tight. <laughs> yeah. All right. So just a reminder I give to everyone the content of the podcast is you talking through your thinking process. So don't internalize your thinking. Feel free to share interesting connections. Um, you don't have to talk just for the sake of filler, although I suspect that might happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. All right. So uh, it's all filler. <laughs> yeah. What do we do? All right. We have an episode title. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm very very excited. And Yogesh, there's something so nice. Like you, very close, at least to word for word, give the instructions. It's very comforting. I like it. Listening to your podcast, it's all. I get into it. I know what's coming. Uh, my son memorizes the words to every single song that he ever listens to. And I feel like I'm getting there. I can kind of say it along with you. It's beautiful. I, lo- I like it a lot. All right. Yeah. This, this also doubles as ASMR. That, that intro. <laughs> content. Hashtag content. All right. Uh, so is everyone ready to begin? Definitely. Yes. All right. Let's then do we it. will. We will start with Mike in first. Let me move this. And it's not going to crinkle. Get those socks out of here. <laughs> All right, so Mike is in first position on this question. So since we are uh, mostly all in Portland, let's start with a question that might not sound like it's connected to Portland, but kind of is. So at the height of West Ham United's 1960s glory, when their roster included 1966 FIFA World Cup heroes Bobby Moore, Martin Peters, and Jeff Hurst, the club also featured what defender who broke the color line by becoming West Ham's first black player? Wow. Put that, in, put that in the this, chat. This well. is the warm-up round, correct? We haven't skipped ahead to the Mike, difficulty so round. a tenth of a point. There's scare quotes. Scare quotes. I am yeah. definitely scared. Uh, We're in the wow. deep end, Doc. Okay, so I'm assuming that there's some connection to Portland because that was stated. That's not really an assumption. That's just a fact that there's a connection listening. to Portland here. Uh, but I have no idea who this person is. Probably their last name being Portland would be a little too obvious. Uh, so I'm thinking about things related to soccer and Portland. That might be this person's name. Their last name could be Timbers. That doesn't sound right. Could be Thorns. Also doesn't sound right. Um, you know, could be Palmer or Schrader. That seems much more likely than than these things uh, that I'm mentioning. Oof. Uh, man, let me reread this. The club featured what defender who broke the color line be- by becoming West Ham's first black player? I really have no idea on this one. This is not a good start for me. I am just going to say uh, Columbia, as in the Columbia River, and the person's last name was Columbia. All right. I see your logic there, but not correct. So I'll pass this to Colin. Oh, man. I also don't know the answer to this. Uh, the players that I know who played for West Ham around this era have already been named uh, in the question. So that takes me out of the uh, players that I know to exist uh, category, which is where most good answers come from. So I'm going to have to answer, <clears throat> like Mike, with uh, you know a last name that's connected to Portland. I'll go with Willamette. Willamette? <laughs> Maybe Cooch? You see, he's internalized the native pronunciation, at least. But... 
So so good good for showing that, but unfortunately not a correct answer. So Palmer, stop it. looking it up on your phone. You know you can't do that. Listen, Dan is my partner, and we're just trying to exchange some thought process yeah, here. Although we're also live in person, so we could probably just talk to each other. We don't need to text our random ideas to each other. I just want to give a shout-out to Mike for doing all the thinking for me um, and the reasoning. And You're welcome. I really... Uh, I like this connection to Portland. Portland is the Rose City. So I like I, Rose is the last name. Yeah, you, you mentioned somebody else though. Clive Charles is on the Portland Timbers uh like Hall of Fame or like his his name is Hung. I don't I feel like he was probably here in the seventies. He might have been playing at West Ham in okay. the sixties. Okay. Uh God, I hope that's wrong. Clive. I'm pretty sure it's Clive Charles. Although not like I'm thinking of other Clives. Clive Owen is an actor, right? That's mm-hmm. not right. Mm-hmm. Clive, I think it's Clive Charles. Claven? Oh, no, that's Cliff Claven. <laughs> not him. I guarantee it's not him. <laughs> I'd go with Clive Charles. I like that bet better than Rose. There's so. a connection there. Yeah. Lock it in. Lock it in. You're Clive locked in Clive. Okay, so I'm going to let that stand as your lock-in. If, if, if you remember, last, uh, last time you did this on the first one, I think someone tried to lock in Dan Hunt for Lamar Hunt, and I was lenient and allowed them and reminded them that in quizzing it's you know kind of a rule to just say Charles to just give last names un, uh, and not give other information oh. unless prompted yeah um, but since you know you've already had that reminder um, I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to uh, take your locked in answer of Clive Charles and rule it incorrect this man was a, wa- a tight ship and I love it wow. a, a wise man once it. told me that you can make any mistake once and that man is on this podcast <laughs> that's true I, I remember George that piece Bush, of advice. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't get shame, fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so, yeah. So, the correct answer is John Charles, the mm. brother Ooh. of Clive Charles. Oof. Great. Good. I, that was impressive. You, got, you guys almost That's got impressive. there. I'm giving us that, that point, <laughs> so you can suck it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so his connection with Portland would, of course, be very indirect because it would come through Clive Charles, his yeah. brother. Yeah, I did think that the my answer was too directly related to Portland, and you kind of suggested it wasn't, but you know, maybe uh, chronologically there was, I don't know. Yep, makes sense. I'm, I'm anticipating at least one Minneapolis-based question in this podcast. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm anticipating multiple short Wisconsin-based questions. So that's cool. <laughs> Right, yeah, and, and just to note, when I looked up John Charles on Wikipedia, apparently there was, from about a decade earlier, a, a different John Charles, who was a Welsh footballer, who was uh, both a forward and a defender, and uh, is called by Wikipedia, I guess, the best uh, all-around player to come out of uh, Britain. And uh, he also had a moderately famous brother who also played soccer, um, but he's, he wasn't black and he was a different person. <laughs> he was also a different person. Yes, but I feel I like the name John Charles is a little bit like uh, me being Colin Smith. I mean, it's it like may as well just be Colin Smith. Yeah, you're just gonna you're gonna get confused with other people. All right, but yeah, next time I do one of my specific detailed two answers quizzes, that might come up. Who knows? <laughs> all right, all right. Um, all right so it now in first position on this question. So some more Portland centric content, oh, and goody. also. Also, some female-centric content, which is necessary since, unlike last time, none of you picked topics related to women's soccer. So I kind of <laughs> had to use this round to put some diversity in. Led by Christine Sinclair and a baby Megan Rapino, 
the University of Portland Pilots won their most recent NCAA Division I championship in which year? Ooh, okay. Megan Rapino and Christine Sinclair were at University of Portland how long ago <clears throat> is basically the question. So both of those players are towards the end of their career, if not completely donezo. So they are in their late 30s? Hmm. I feel like Rapino's not actually that old. Um, she's just like kind of a, a bit of a wing speed player who, you know, you age out earlier. But he said baby Megan Rapino, so she was probably... And she's definitely younger than Sinclair. That makes sense. Uh, so let's say she's 36 and Sinclair's 38. So that would be... If you're in college, you're like 22... 16 years ago, 2022 minus 16 is <laughs> 6, 2006 is my answer. Okay, you're locking in 2006. All right, good guess, but not correct, so I'll pass to Team PDX. Okay, so I know that, I I don't know this, but I think Megan Rapino and I share a birthday, or it's somewhere around that. <laughs> so, including year. Yeah. Nice. So 2006 was going to be my guess. Uh, but it's got to be. So Younger. she would have been baby Megan Rapino. I'm thinking freshman year. So that would be the 04. Yeah. 04 exactly. season. You got to go earlier because so, um, she's going to be a freshman sophomore. Yes. So I say 2004. All right. You're locked in 2004? I take it. All right. Again, a good guess, but not correct. So pass to, <laughs> pass mm. to Mike. Mm. All right. Well, there's basically two ways to go here. There's just split the difference 2005, be my freshman year in college, in case anyone was wondering. Or maybe Megan Rapino, as many great athletes, somehow finished high school early and rolled as like a 17-year-old. A true baby, maybe the answer is 2003. So after a few seconds to think about it, I'm going to choose 2005 because that seems more likely. All right. So, yeah, I, I said I think at the beginning that uh, an advantage of being later in the order, you got less of a direct shot, but some answers could get taken off the table. So it was very helpful to you. They took 2006 and 2004 off the table. So that left you with... The correct answer, 2005. Let's go. Way to go, Mike. Stop the count. I hope you're proud of yourself. (laughs) I think another point of strategy, Mike, you should just say 05 in case you're off by a century next time. (laughs) Uh, I mean, notice that I did not say BC or AD. I want to keep my options open here. (laughs) Yeah, fair. Well done. That's true. Don't don't narrow in too much. Um, And I believe it was her freshman year. Uh, Ooh. Maybe she's a year younger than me? Mm. Maybe she just took a year, an extra year at some point. I don't know. All right. Uh, Dan and Ryan in first position on this question. So, if, if you were an early adopter of Amazon Prime Video back in 2015, who also had kids, there weren't a ton of options for you in terms of children's programming. 
The network at the time had only four original live-action kids shows. One was Gordimer Gibbons' Life on Normal Street, a high-water mark of 2010's TV that has nothing to do with this question, but which I will take any opportunity to promote. (laughs) (laughs) The other three were Androids, Just Add Water, and what soccer-themed series co-created by Alex Morgan and starring the improbably named Six Orange? Six Orange? Six note, Orange, yeah. yes. Note, note the spelling. S-I-X-X. Orange, as expected. <laughs> Gordimer is a solid name, too. I'm not sure I know that one. So, Alex Morgan. What was the day? The, the year 2015? 2015. That's a Women's World Cup year. Uh-huh. Uh, Where was the Women's World Cup? In 2015, Canada? No, that was 19, wasn't it? 15 would have been... Did they do one in Japan? Man, I can't no. remember. I think the Six Japan one was uh, the one before that, 2011. So maybe there's a World Cup influence. Okay. Right, like live Six action. Orange. Six Orange. Yeah, I just have no idea. Um, let's. So we're looking for the name of the of the show, right? Soccer influenced Alex Morgan. Is um, it is it like Alex wins the World Cup, or is it like, uh, you know, soccer s- baby? S- it's got to be. I feel like it's she's a striker. It's got to be striker influenced goal scorer. I. I'm going to say it's goal scorers spelled with a Z. Is this before or after she got in trouble for being too drunk at Disneyland? <laughs> Disney World. It was Disney World. Epcot. Yeah. Epcot. Uh, should we go with like Raiders of Epcot? <laughs> Raiders. Um, I like scorers. With a Z. Yeah. 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 Let's bend it like Alex. <laughs> we're, we're not going to get any closer. Okay. Let's let's go with scores. I feel like Bendit like Alex is probably IP. So yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And and you don't have to specify spellings. It's anything phonetically equivalent. <laughs> yeah. So so if it were with an S or a Z, uh, that that would be fine. But it is in fact neither of those. <laughs> <laughs> Problem averted. That's, we're lucky there, really. So I will pass this uh, question to Mike. Man, I, Yogesh, I really feel like you have it out for me. First with all the Portland-themed questions, and now with the Amazon Prime-themed question. I don't have Amazon Prime. I've never had Amazon Prime. I hate Amazon as a company. So I'm at a significant disadvantage in this first round. But I know you're going to make it up to me in the later rounds, and I appreciate that. Um, okay, so the fact that this is a kid's show and this character's name is Orange makes me think that yes. the title has something to do with colors. And that maybe each player on the team is a different color. You've got four blue or, you know, three red, six orange, etc. So I'm going to go with uh, Team Rainbow as the the show's name. Great guess. Terrible guess. So, uh, yeah, I mean, even though I know I realize it makes much more logical sense for there to be a character named Six Orange. That is, in fact, the name of the actress. Not What? That's her real name. Unbelievable. Uh, I, I'm not sure she's done very much since this. Uh, 
but um, okay, I'm way off. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe she just changed her name before she did other stuff. Who knows? Um, all right, but yeah, so a team rainbow is what you said. <laughs> uh, did I? I don't know if I locked it in though. Did I? No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, team team rainbow. All right, uh, good guess, but not correct. Pass to Colin. Um, so. I'm going to go with a guess that is not going to be right. Uh, but Alex Morgan's nickname is Baby Horse. And so uh, I'm going to go with the Baby Horse Chronicles. All right. Because um, nice. you got to. Baby Horse. Do, 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 do. <laughs> you got to go with a, a title that, you know, uh, represents Alex Morgan's involvement and not, you know, you can't trade on six oranges. Uh, acting chops here. You got to really sell the <laughs> Alex Morgan angle. I, I see what you mean. Yes. Uh, all right. So again, another good guess. Six but oranges or six orange? <laughs> six orange. The, there's an apostrophe. Oh, yeah. There. Oh, you're, you're right. You're my, my bad. My bad. I mean, it's not like we have six oranges in this show. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been a great opportunity for this to be a character. Like she could have played the six position. Oh, I was thinking I'm saying. oranges like orange slices at halftime. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Orange yeah. wedges for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Man. So many opportunities. Talking to the microphone. It's all filler. Soccer Thread <laughs> LLC, please contact us. We got we got ideas. All right. But I think they may have been a bit locked in on character names because this was based on a series of books that Alex Alex Morgan was credited with writing. I'm not but sure. Did you write them? <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, I... I know. <laughs> yeah. Asking question. I mean, an, an executive producer on the show was James Frey, so there's already some shadiness involved there <laughs> but uh it was called the kicks oh Ooh, i was so close, was did close. They, did they spell it with a z <laughs> <laughs> kicks. oh yeah not the kicks, kicks. Like, oh i would have gone with kicks it's, k-i-x-x yeah, was it, it was obviously six orange there we go right that's there's the tie-in yeah yeah they could have had sponsorship with the cereal yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we return to Mike in first position on this question. Volkswagen part 199-398-500A... Oh, I know that one. (laughs) ...is not a car part. Rather, it is the celebrated currywurst sausage produced at the flagship Volkswagen plant in what city? In September 2020, Pernille Harder became the most expensive female footballer of all time when the women's club in this city... Delta to Chelsea. Okay, this is one that I actually think I might know. Um, Ooh. Volkswagen has been the sponsor of Wolfsburg, a German club, for a very long time. And I do believe Wolfsburg has been at or near the top of the women's game in Europe also for a very long time. Therefore, based on these two facts that I know, stop giving me a countdown, Ryan. That will not work. Uh, I will say Wolfsburg. And you, and you will say that correctly. Very good. Well Let's done. go. And those are things that I know. It's <laughs> a deep cut for all you uh, Soccer Thread podcast <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Five of you. <laughs> all right. So uh, call it now in first position, a question that follows on from the previous one. Ooh, a Wolfsburg question. Good. Not quite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's, I guess it's a Volkswagen question. 
car part number question. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what's part number one nine nine three nine eight five zero one A? That's the bun that the sausage goes in. <laughs> okay, here's the real question. Joining Chelsea enables Perniel Harder to be teammates with what Swedish star with whom she has been in a personal relationship since 2014? Oh, man. I, I don't know that kind of deep cut on, on women's soccer. If it was an American star, I could answer this question, but uh, I'm going to have to pick a Swedish last name at this point. Um, lots to choose from there. A lot of names I like. Uh, I really like a double S-O-N name, so I'm going to go with uh, Johansson. Very good guess. Good strategy there, but unfortunately not correct. So I will pass to Dan and Ryan. I think I can only name one other Chelsea player, and she's from Australia. And I can't mm. think of her name off the top of my head right now. Kerr? That's Sam Kerr, right? Yeah. For, for some reason, Forsberg is coming out at me, and I don't have any like background, you know. But it also feels like a decent Swedish name, just as a guess anyway. Yeah. You don't want to go with like any Dotier? Or is that I'm Icelandic? pretty sure we covered this last time we yeah, were on this like, podcast. I feel like we did that. <laughs> the uh, patrilineal, matrilineal naming conventions yeah, of with, the Swedes. Go I with, think that came up. Go with Forsberg. Okay, Forsberg. All right. Another good guess, but not correct. Pass to Mike. Uh, yeah, this one, I don't, I don't know. Um, I could go Samuelson, because that's my name, and it would be very embarrassing if this person's last name was Samuelson. But... I also think if the person really threw you one right in your wheelhouse and you got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After giving him all that all that crap for these hard questions, but I think if there was a really famous women's soccer player named Samuelson, I would, I would have internalized that at some point. Uh, and so I'm just going to go with Svensson because that feels like the most Swedish of Swedish names. Svensson is what you said. Svensson. Okay. Yeah, so I think, yeah, last time when I asked about a Swedish person, the surname was Lagerkrans, which was very That's difficult right. to guess. Um, but this case, I mean, this was something that I think you might have been able to fraud or kind of land on with a guess. Her name is uh, Magdalena Eriksson. Ah, oh, so close. We know that as a Danish name. <laughs> Magdalena Eriksson, spelled the Swedish way rather than the Danish way. Um, and yeah, she and Perniel Harder have been very uh, active about on LGBT issues, uh, speaking out. All right, uh, Dan and Ryan now in first position on this question. After winning the 2015 Newbery Medal for his basketball-themed verse novel, The Crossover, Kwame Alexander followed it up with what 2016 novel in verse about a soccer-mad teen who comes to learn the value of literature. Its one-word title works on multiple levels. I don't know it offhand. I don't think I have any good guesses. So, it's it's wait. The one word what title is the is book about? A soccer player who comes to learn the value of literature. Literature, and it's a one word one word title that works on many levels. So it's got to be some like soccer slash literature poetry crossover word, you know, prose. One word. Uh, I mean. I don't know. I'm thinking about that because of the NBA. 
reading is fundamental mm. campaign. Fundamental. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Fun- terrible name. Fundamentals with fun no. capitalized. And a Z. Of course. <laughs> you have to, every children book or TV show yeah. has to end with a Z. Big Z's. Uh, uh, other one word soccer specific. We're going to get there better if Megs. we start from the soccer side. What's a like a soccer term that we use that's literature based, right? Like uh, it's poetry in motion, but that's, that's not one that's word, of course. A lot of words. I can count those words, not one. Um, uh, I'm thinking of like soccer specific moves. Yeah. But how would it work on? Step over. Cruyff. Right. Rabona. Right. I, those aren't literature Bicycle. words. Bicycle. Kicks. What's that called? A chilena. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tactics. With a Z. <laughs> um, uh, tactics with a Z are real. Mike would definitely read that book, I think. Uh, I Formation. Shouts to Beyonce. Um, man. Pros, 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 pros. Oh, I thought of, did I say pros earlier? I, I, I don't know. thought of pros, but didn't make the connection to like professionals. Yeah. Pros. Yeah. That's a little, is that a double entendre? It works on many levels, I'd yeah. say. I don't know how you spell it. Luckily, we don't have to say how can, you spell that. Can we lock in, obviously, with P-R-O-Z. E? <laughs> with an E, though? Sure. Why not? Is there an apostrophe in, in there? In like parentheses, parenthetical yeah. E. <laughs> I like uh, pros. I think we lock in pros. Yeah. Pros. All right. Um I mean I haven't haven't read these books. So I'm I'm from what I've read it's they have a very innovative approach in terms of being a novel in verse. So pros, which is the opposite of verse, would maybe not be a great oh, title damn. there. Mm. <laughs> you guys you guys oh, have to know that. I mean that was that was clever though. I'm very happy with that guess anyway. But I did enjoy your your logic and your attempts to get there through through wordplay. So I'll pass this to Mike. If it's tactics, I'm going to be so pissed. Michael, get it. Don't worry. Tactics with three Zs. <laughs> um, so this is one where I just had something come to my mind, and then I, I can't think of anything else. And I don't think this is right, but it, it, fits, it fits within the clues. So um, literature, literature is just a bunch of books, basically. That's my understanding of literature. Uh, mm-hmm. And then if a player in soccer gets a card, they are booked. Uh, and so I'm going to say the name of the title of this book is Booked. Sorry, could you repeat that one more time? Booked. B-O-O-K-E-D, I believe is how that's spelled. I don't think there's any Zs, but Palmer can correct me. Just a small one at the end. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you... you uh, Spelled you know, you spelled it correctly and gave the correct answer. Wow. Let's go, let's go, Mike. Good thinking. Is, is anyone else going to score in this, or is it just going to be me the <laughs> These whole are time? Tenths of a point. Points. Tenths of a point. Look, I'm winning by millions. I've got millions more points than you. That's just yeah. factually incorrect. <laughs> Percentage. You know what I mean. Percentage, Percentage wise, wise exactly. Definitely Thank more you. Points. Yogesh is That's the only really one. That's really good, Mike. Good, good job. job. Yes, very good logic. I think, I mean, Dan and Ryan stated the logic correctly, like thinking of a term from soccer that also overlaps with literature, but 
Yeah, you, uh, they didn't quite get there, uh, and you did. Very good. I was going to be way off, so I'm glad you I want to know what your guess was, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to go with step over, because the other one was crossover. I was just like, yeah. That's a good one. Thought you'd go in the series. Yeah. You know. All right, I see that logic there. All right, the over so series. Next one. Yeah. Begins with Mike. This is more straightforward than the others, but again. Just give him the point. <laughs> <laughs> Since none of your uh, none of your categories had anything at all to do with women's soccer, I had to kind of hi- highlight the the women in this round. So, uh, Mike, in 2021, who became the first person to be honored with the UEFA Women's Player of the Year award, the Ballon d'Or Feminine, and the Best FIFA Women's Player in the same year? 2001. 2021. 2021. So last year, uh, I don't think it was an American. I feel pretty good about that because there was no World Cup. And again, I think I would have remembered hearing about this trifecta. Uh, I'm going to go with. Who am I going to go with? I'm going to go with Sam Kerr because I feel like she scores a, a whole lot of goals uh, and is, is very famous. And I feel like these awards are often a combination of sort of popular voting and voting by like journalists and people who actually know what they're talking about. So Sam Kerr is my answer. No Z's. Right, good, good guess. Definitely one of the, uh, the few superstar female women player that I heard of just through general osmosis not being a soccer fan, so I, uh, it's good logic, but not correct. Pass to Colin. All right. Um, this is one of those embarrassing like, brain fart moments where I can describe the player, but I can't think of it, her last name. She's Norwegian. Her first name, I believe, is Ada. Uh, and her last name is Hedberg? Hedberg? Mm. How many Zs? <laughs> Palmer's shaking his head like he knows the player I'm talking about. I do, but uh, I can't I, remember her last. I'm name I'm not going to be able to do her last name well enough that Yoga she's going to give me credit for it. So basically, what I'm doing is setting up Dan and Ryan to guess again if they want this one. But I'll say Hedberg, okay. Ada Hedberg. <laughs> okay, so uh, I guess that's I'm sort just of trying the- to take multiple guesses here. Good job. I guess sort of the memories of the previous uh, episode have kind of faded because they're un- in this round. I I asked about the presentation of the inaugural Ballon d'Or feminine to Ada Hagerberg mm-hmm. and the embarrassment that uh, uh, resulted then. That the idiot asked her if she could oh, twerk. That's right. Yeah. 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 Yep. FIFA yeah. really doing FIFA things. FIFA's that. gonna FIFA. Yes. Fact. So, so Hagerberg has won the Ballon d'Or feminine, but not, not in 2021. Yep. Okay. Fine. So this goes to Dan and Ryan. Okay, the only, the only one, the only other kind of famous uh, world soccer star that I can think of that's mm. not Sam Kerr or Hederberg. I don't know how to say her name either. Um, she recently sco- scored like an absolute worldie in the Champions League final. Yes, I think we're thinking last of the same name person. Henri. Yeah, Amandine Henri. Yeah, that's I would like to lock. That in was going to be my like random guess yeah. that feels about right. Yeah, uh, I like it. Last right. name, last name Henri. Henri. Right, right. Yeah, I. Thierry. 
I was going to say, I, I have to admit, I'm not, not familiar with that player. I have heard of Thierry Henry, um, but uh, yeah, this is someone whose name whose pr name pronunciation I had to look up, so hopefully I'm not messing it up, but Alexia Puteas. Mm. Barcelona player, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. All right. Well, good job, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> really nailed that one. All right, so... Uh, so far, Mike has gotten every even-numbered question, so we'll see if his streak continues. But this question will begin with Colin in first position. All right, so this is a quote-unquote solve for X question, uh, not nothing to do with algebra. I, uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm solid at basic algebra. This is ninth grade algebra. I can do it. <laughs> I'm just going to read a, a quote, and I've replaced a certain person's name with X, and I, your job to... Name that person. Cool. This is okay. I like it. All right. Whose name have I replaced with X in this edited excerpt from a 2010 article in The Telegraph by Jim White? Never mind Gerard or Rooney. There is only one name appropriate to decorate the replica shirt of the thinking football fan. Each year, Philosophy Football, perhaps the only company in Britain founded in homage to a Monty Python sketch, sells more than 5,000 of their goalkeeper's top with the name X embroidered across the shoulder. On its front is his famous saying, "All that I know about all that I know most surely about morality and obligations I owe to football." Part of the X mythology concerns his own facility at the game. He has been widely credited as having played for the Algerian national team in the 30s. There are those who even claim he wore the number one shirt for France. Sadly, the truth is more mundane. He was rather better at spinning grand aphorisms about football than actually playing it. But there is something appropriate about a philosopher like X stationing himself between the sticks. It is a lonely calling, an individual isolated within a team ethic, one who plays to different constraints. If his team scores, the keeper knows it has nothing to do with him. If the opposition score, however, it is all his fault. Standing sentinel in goal, X had plenty of time to reflect on the absurdist nature of his position. I'll be copying and pasting that into chat. I'll have to do it in... Pieces, I think. It feels very much like my experience as a uh, goalkeeper. <laughs> you just sit there and think about how messed up it is. Yeah, the goalkeeper's union, we should get this right. I yeah, think. I agree. The entire goalkeeper's union on this uh, board right now. Um, but really, this is not about the person's uh, footballing credentials, right? That's basically what I got out of that, is that uh, they're not known for their footballing because people thought that they played for France when in reality they played for Algeria. I got to reread this. Um, I feel like he played for neither. He's been widely credited as having oh. played for the Algerian national team in the 30s. So that means he's born in the teens or zeros. Whatever. Can't call those the odds. I have confused. one guess. I have one guess. Wow. So That's don't more guesses it. than I have. Um, but it's philosophy football. But it's oh it's oh yes okay we did this in the last this reuse reduce recycle I'm finally catching on to I think it's because I'm on my second beer now, <laughs> um, and that is that last time we did this. Yogesh asked us questions about the Monty Python sketch of the philosophers. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Of which I think we, I can't remember if we got that right or wrong. I think we got it wrong. Yeah, nope. but there's a your, your boy. Your boy got it right. Don't worry. Right. Oh. See, Mike got it right. Uh, 
and the philosopher is playing football. Mm -hmm. And this is a reference to that. So this player, this goalkeeper is a philosopher who also played goalkeeper, known as a philosopher, is Algerian and or French, you know, uh, as many people are. Uh... And I just don't know anyone who falls in that description, quite frankly. I got Any one Algerian guess. French philosophers. I got one guess. Um, I've put the, some pieces together, but I, I don't. I don't. I certainly don't even know any Algerian French goalkeeper philosophers because that's a that's a small Venn diagram overlapping group. Just don't go with anyone with the last name Pass. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I got that from the. Well, the, the that's S not would, really an Algerian. Wouldn't the last S be name. silent? I mean. If, French, Algeria. Yeah, it'd yeah. be pa. Yeah. Yeah. One of the S's would be silent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll just go with an Algerian last name, I guess. McCloofy. Hmm. All right. Uh, not correct. So I will pass. <laughs> I have one guess. Okay, Dan and mine. <laughs> I have one guess. I have zero. So say yes, one guess one more French, time. French, Algeria. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is Camus. I love it. That's my only guess. And I'm going with Camus. We're going with Camus? Can we, we go with Camus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, the clues are all out there. Yeah. Algerian, um, or, you know, from the sort of French, uh, or from Algeria when it was uh, r ruled by France, basically, and uh, sort of having an absurdist philosophy. Uh, Camus, one of Camus' most famous works, The Myth of Sisyphus, talks about how life is fundamentally absurd. Suck it, Mike! <laughs> <laughs> Something Great we job, Paul, man. Yeah. In terms of, I think, Algerian-born French philosopher, I think both Derrida and Camus were born in Algeria, so those are sort of the two it narrows down to from there. But the one with the... I said I had one guess. <laughs> but only one was a goalkeeper. <laughs> but yes, the one with the absurdist existential view and, yeah, the one who was uh, famously very... Very into soccer, although apparently his own career ended after about with TB when he was 18, uh, and he definitely never played for any national teams, but uh, he was definitely a huge fan of soccer. Uh, yeah, it's Camus. Let's go. Well done, Palmer. Let's go. Also, uh, Palmer in a nutshell goes straight from getting Camus correct to yelling second <laughs> 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 It's just the dichotomy of Ryan Palmer. All right. So now it's time to finish out this... Uh, Three hours round with Dan and Ryan in first position on this question. I just love that also, like, I'm going to talk shit about you, about how dumb you are right now. And you're, like, getting French philosophers correct. <laughs> and, I don't, I, like, and I can still have that narrative about you. It's wonderful to me. Hey. What do you want from me? Once, <laughs> once that narrative gets entrenched, it's hard to get, get rid of it. All right. Uh, Mike, would you have gotten that if, I had passed, if it had passed to you? Uh, say yes, Mike. Say yes. Course. Just Absolutely. say yes, Mike. Mike would have gone for Deirdre. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really think of Camus as a philosopher as a thing. Just a personal viewpoint. Hmm. What more of a goalkeeper I mean, to you? <laughs> yeah, goalkeeper, <laughs> jack of all trades. All right. I don't, I don't like to pigeonhole him as a philosopher. It's just a, yeah, just how I feel. I know not everyone agrees with it. That's fine. I don't. I don't like to right. pigeonhole you as a transportation planner, so that's yeah. fine. I'm so much more. All right. So he he was no Socrates when it came to playing. <laughs> that was the guy's name, right? Yeah. yeah okay. 
All right, uh, Dan and Ryan now on this final question of the three hours round. One member of this family stumbled into winning the 2006 USA Memory Championship while researching his book Moonwalking with Einstein, which debunks the myth of photographic memory. He also co-founded Atlas Obscura. Another member of this family is the author of Everything is Illuminated and Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, who until 2014 was married to fellow novelist and AV Club meme spawner Nicole Krauss. Still another member of this family is a former editor of The New Republic, who penned the 2004 analytical bestseller How Soccer Explains the World, an Unlikely Theory of Globalization. What surname is shared by these three accomplished brothers? Uh, I think Jonathan Franz Franzen wrote okay. extremely loud and incredibly close. That's your in. Uh, but that's, I don't know if that's right. That's the only name that I can think of right now. What were the other books? Uh, oh, Moonwalking with Einstein, which I've heard of. And I don't know the author. I don't know. Franz How soccer is, explains the world, an unlikely theory of globalization. Feels come like on, a, uh, Dan, that is sitting on your bookshelfs at home that one is not uh the, you're thinking the, of the ball is round Ky the world is kuiper the ball is round i forget who wrote that there's also one about oh, soccer nomics oh that's right that's right yeah Kuip uh, cooper kuiper yeah and there's another guy simon cooper uh i forget the other co-author he's dutch not though. franzen Cooper is Kutch. Yeah, it's Dutch. Be, but there's another co-author. Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. I don't know. I, like I would guys. say Franzen. That I mean, that's the that's only, and I don't think that that's right. But that's the only name that I can think of right now. Locking in. All right, you locked in, Franzen. Yeah. Good guess, but not correct. Pass to Mike. Mm, I do not know. I do not have any clues. I may have read. How Soccer Explains the World, I may have read one of those other books that Dan was just mentioning. Uh, so I am just going to say uh, that this person's name is Jones. You said Jones? Yeah, why not? All right, yeah, good, good strategy going with the generic surname, but doesn't pay off here, so pass to Colin. If you're gonna go with a generic surname and you're not gonna go with Smith, why is it Smith? Yeah. Honestly, personally what insulted. Is, yeah, I uh, I didn't want to do that to you. Do better, Mike. You did Samuelson on your own generic surname <laughs> situation in Sweden. So, honestly, yeah, definitely shot across the bow to Smiths everywhere. I didn't um, do Samuelson for my own generic surname. Oh, I thought you did. No, for I did. Svensson. Pay attention. Beer Quit drinking so much. Second beer talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna take Cooper. For Simon Cooper, because I feel like How Soccer Explains the World and Unlikely Theory of Globalization may be the follow-up to Soccernomics. Mm. Um, Dan is whispering behind me. He's making me feel like my guess is a dumb one, but I'm going to take Cooper. K -U He's just flipping you off. Don't spell it. I think it's K-U-I. Oh, I'm confident in the spelling. Like, oh, the spelling is, is the easiest part here. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I think maybe that name is usually pronounced Kuiper, like the Kuiper Belt in astronomy. But maybe. Yeah, yeah, see, pronunciation, I'm not good at. You know that. <laughs> that it sounds like it you might be Portuguese, Colin. Uh, but, yeah, actually, the, I mean, the, the correct answer is something that I personally am 
struggling to pronounce as well. So I'm not going to be, I wasn't going to be super nitpicky on pronunciation, but none of you were really in the right ballpark. <laughs> the, uh, Shot but, across the bow. <laughs> Smith, it's Smith, actually. <laughs> but uh, but Ryan was closest, I think. the uh, It's very easy to get confused, I think. In the, the 2000s, there were sort of three, at least three big-name New York-based writers with the first name Jonathan. Jonathan Ames, Jonathan Franzen, the actual author of everything is illuminated was Jonathan Safran Four. Oh yeah, god damn it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I thought he was gonna say Jonathan Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was whispering behind your head. <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> but then I think Yogesh will get the uh, pronunciation on that, so it wasn't right. But um, yeah, so so uh, Joshua Four wrote Moonwalking with Einstein and co-founder Atlas Obscura. How Soccer Explains the World is by Franklin Four. But Four is the shared surname there. Gotcha. Yep. Dang it. That's a Dang tough it. one. All right. Yeah, you were pretty close, Ryan. Right. You're the smartest one, Ryan. Pretty uh, close. Okay. I'll take pretty close. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so just like last time, Mike jumps out to the early lead there. Uh, we have uh, Mike. But he ends up losing. This game is rigged against me. <laughs> so we have Mike at 0 0.3, uh, Dan and Ryan at 0 0.1, and Colin at 0, 0.0. Can't be bothered with tenths of a point. <laughs> but, uh, of course, uh, yeah, th those point values will be dwarfed once the point values go up in the future rounds. So we'll move now into round one, the not-all-that-hard round. May I request a bathroom break? <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Your teammate my porch. can stay I'll do here. What I want. <laughs> he off the porch. You can certainly request it. <laughs> yeah. Denied. Request denied, soldier. Standing by yourself. That's true. We could roll. If it's not our question. Um, okay. Yeah, well, at least I can do the, the intro part. Uh, he doesn't need to be there for that. Uh, okay, so in this round and in all successive rounds, each of you will get three specialist questions related to your categories. Standard caveat, it's not intended to be a fair or comprehensive test of your knowledge of them. The questions may relate directly or obliquely. To keep everyone on their toes, I won't reveal the categories, although they may become evident over the course of the game. Um, and before you can answer, your opponents will get to work together to try and steal the points from you. You'd only get a chance to answer for points if your opponents miss. If I pass it over to you without saying whether they got it right or not, if you're absolutely certain they got it right, you can just confirm. Otherwise, it's in your interest to lock in a different answer since just copying their answer will never get you points. Ooh, a small update to the warm and comforting language. That's usually not a clause that you add there. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Necessary for these dum-dums, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also normally here would say something about bonus questions, but as in the previous game, I, in the previous game, I eliminated bonus questions for for these guys, and uh, we ended exactly right on time. So I think uh, I'll, I'll continue that. Uh, we are verbose. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, no bonus questions in this game. Um, they'll, they'll be back in the next episode. Uh, and, um, yeah, right, these questions are not all that hard, so they'll be worth two points as a steal, one point as a specialist. And now and for the rest of the game, the points will go to both or all of the stealers, even if only one person knew the answer. Luck is built into the format. It's... I mean, the, uh, usually when the, the contestants are all people whose egos are very wrapped up in their quizzing ability, so I have to be like, it's, it's, there's luck is going to come into play. It's no. okay. Yes, it's, it's okay if you don't win. Uh, Victoria Gross lost twice, so if you lose once, you're only twice as good a quizzer as her. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, all right. So uh, I think you, you all get it. So uh, 
without further ado, I think we can move into the main part of the game. Let's go. All right. We will begin with Colin, Dan, and Ryan attempting to steal from Mike. Boo. All right. Germany's Michael Balak, I guess, eliminated the U.S. from the 2002 FIFA World Cup with a header goal in the quarterfinals. However, Balak was not permitted to play for Germany in the final, resulting in an outcry that ultimately led to FIFA making what rule change that went into effect at the 2010 World Cup? So, usually yellow card accumulation gets you uh, suspended, and I think currently they are wiped. Yellow cards accumulation suspensions are wiped before the final. I don't know the history of that, but that seems like the obvious, like, oh, yeah, this sucks. Our, the biggest star in the world at right. the time didn't play in the final. We should figure out how to solve that. Did he get and a yellow for taking his shirt off? <laughs> we can only hope. Um, that's the only good reason they get a yellow. Um, uh, when they wait, so I just want to make sure we get this an- answer. <coughs> I thought they were wiped. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Were, this is, you're were... thinking the same way I'm thinking. Is that they wipe them before the semi? Yeah. So that if you get a yellow in the semi, right, you are not out for the final, right? Or is that, or did they wipe them? I thought they wiped them earlier. They not earlier in that like maybe they wipe them after the after group the stage? after the group stage because then you have three three not after the group stage after the first after the the, qu- the round, the round of, 16 of sixteen or whatever. Because then you have three games in which you could quarterfinal, semi, to, and final. Right. But then he could still have gotten... This game he's talking about was a round of 16 game. Was it Was it not? No, no. It, was a, it was a quarterfinal. Yeah. yeah. And then... Uh, so they... Oh, yeah. So, so he played well, he would the have been suspended in the... So was, they, maybe he got a... But whatever, he got a yellow in the semifinal. Clearly he got a yellow in the semifinal and right. was suspended for the final. Right. Um, so they had to wipe them. But that's my point. Is so if they if they wipe them at the quarterfinal stage, right? Then you couldn't. Got to be between quarterfinal and semifinal, so that at the semifinal you can still take one and not be suspended. The first that. knockout. Right. Yeah. So either way, the the answer is that the yellow card accumulation. Yeah. Can we just answer that broadly? Like that's right. our strategy is to answer. That's what that's they, they what changed the rules of yellow card accumulation after the in the knockout stage. Sure. So, so okay, so you're locking in the answer. So this is the, the first round, and I'm generally lenient on that. So I think anything relating to yellow card amnesty, I'll take. Um, it was actually, I mean, Collins, what Collins said specifically was correct. It was wiped before the semifinal. Okay. Just thinking it out, boys. Just thinking it out. Just taking those points from Mike. That's all we want to <laughs> do here. That's what this porch is about. Game is rigged. It's rigged for us. Literally feeling ganged up upon. <laughs> Listen, if you were... Potting on the porch would be a little bit uh, more lenient, but... Look, I invited you guys to come pot out here. I got a resounding no. <laughs> Colin literally flew over me and then several thousand more miles so he could avoid potting <laughs> on my porch. That's true. Yeah, but yes, if, if, you, uh, if you feel ganged up on, that, that is in fact the format of the game. Yes, everyone, <laughs> everyone gangs up on you. I have very thin skin. <laughs> but now everyone will gang up on Colin and attempt to steal... Yeah, boo Colin. And I will similarly be uh, semi-lenient in terms of what I uh, accept on this. Mike, Dan, and Ryan to try and steal from Colin. And yeah, as I said, I'll again be semi-lenient on what I accept here. 
set to make a triumphant return to TV screens on 360 Sports TV in July 2022, Masters Football was an indoor soccer competition that ran on Sky Sports every year from 2000 to 2011. In terms of eligibility, what specifically differentiates players in Masters Football from players in most other forms of soccer? I'm just, listen, before we get into the question, I'm going to be really pissed if Colin's special category is the Milwaukee Wave. (laughs) It is not. (laughs) Okay, anyway, what's so specific, what makes them masters? It's got to be age, right? That's what I would think. Right? Old, just old dudes. Old ass footballers. But who wants to watch a bunch of old guys (laughs) playing indoor soccer? I know. I mean, I, I mean, I do every once. Answer to that is their wives. <laughs> no, no, not my wife. That's false. They don't even want to do yeah, that. Speak for yourself, Colin. <laughs> but maybe they're like famous old, you know, yeah, charity match type of guys. Yeah, yeah. That's like I would watch that would Dennis Bergkamp run around and do cool flicks and tricks and stuff. I would watch uh, Ronaldinho Gaucho, not Ronaldinho Gaucho, Ronaldo, OG Ronaldo, OG Ronaldo, not run around. I would watch yeah. Ronaldinho, old Ronaldinho. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. I think age. Okay, let's let's say. What age. would old Ronaldinho be wearing for a uh, Masters football indoor soccer game now? Really baggy. Whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, shorts, tank top. Definitely not sleeves. Tiny, like samba shoes, but probably not sambas. Like the old Nike, you know those old Nike yeah, indoors. Like, he would yeah. wear those yeah. small, yeah. but the they'd be like the three sizes t- too Tiempo small. indoors from like 2010. I like how we've hijacked this. Just this is a soccer thread. And then likely now. a backwards like um, golf Kangol hat. Yeah, yeah. All right, lock in, that, lock in that wardrobe. Age, lock in age. <laughs> we could do a tight 45 on Ronaldinho <laughs> right now. All right. The, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, they, they presumably do have some experience with, you know, playing soccer. But, I mean, what I was looking specifically, they're uh, over the age of 35, which I'm now I'm forced, forced to accept. Uh, old means guys. It, means they're old, yes. Old yeah. guys. We're eligible. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and since I was lenient on the yellow card thing, I'll also be lenient, not making you give the exact age. Uh, so I'll just accept that answer. Uh, all right. Mainly Stop because, count. Mainly Stop because it count. hurts. It hurts to give the answer of over 35. My category was old guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, specifically defined as 35 as older. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Colin and Mike now to try and steal from Dan and Ryan. Good luck. Yeah, let's go, Mike. Good luck. Don't mess this up, Colin. Who is the only Premier League player to score at least one goal in each of the league's first 21 seasons? Please supply his surname or full name. I will not accept just CTB. CTB. Wait. Are, is CTB, are those his initials? No questions, Mike. Just answers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So that's... CTB. Uh, CTB is really throwing me off, but 21 years. So when did Premier League start? Like 92, 93, 91? Yeah, about then. So who so played then, for 20, 21 years in a row? Which means like now. Nope. Do better math. <laughs> I'm sorry. 2012. Yeah. 
That's some uh, ninth grade algebra that you that guys fucked right. up. <laughs> Good thing I'm not solving for X here. Really? <laughs> uh, so retired in 2012, or it stopped scoring. Yep. Um. Mm. Do we are we going to go with trying to uh, brainstorm off CTB being the initials? Do you think mm. their category is initials? Dirty category. I don't. I, love I don't know. But if the answer is CTB, I I really don't have any idea. So I'm going to ignore the that players. Part. Three names. Again, since I was leaning on the, the previous two questions, I, I will I will tell you if the CTB part feels like it's distracting or being an anti clue, just ignore it and focus on the other part of the question. That's gotcha. Fair. We'll do that. Um, Palmer said something about three names. That could be a category topic for them, though. File that away. I like that as a category Paul, in the future. Palmer's dumb. He would do something stupid like tell us his category. <laughs> Mike, coming from you, that hurts. <laughs> I'll take it from Colin. <laughs> it's not Raphael Vandervaart because that's a four-namer. Uh, oh, man. Okay, let's not do CTB. Let's just do guys who have ridiculously long careers ending around 2012. Yeah. Um. But started I mean, in '92. All right, let's I feel just like I ahead. feel like the the only people who are coming to mind for me as options, first most likely option Ryan Giggs. I feel like he had some crazy record of scoring yeah. in a lot of years in a row, and then Shearer. But I don't know if Shearer played that. I don't long. think. She, yeah, Shearer's got the most, but I don't think it's longevity based like that. I yeah. like Giggs as an answer. Um. Yeah, I yeah. mean, all the other guys I'm thinking of with, like, long careers, I think, are too late, so to speak. Like, they've retired too soon. Like, I was thinking, like, Jermaine Defoe or... Yeah. The other like, person I was thinking of who is a, a possible three-namer is uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Uh, but again, I don't think he played that long. Yeah, and I think he might even be early career, like, before Premier League. I just wanted to drop Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank because it's three names and he's a fun always, player. I mean, just if we can get a Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank reference into the podcast, that's always good. Yep. Keep doing it. We're keeping um, our 21-year streak of getting Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank in at least one pod <laughs> per year. Um, I think if we don't answer gigs and it's gigs, we're going to feel like real, real dumb. Yeah. So we should just answer gigs. Lock it in. Lock it in, Colin. You're on the scene. I need you to lock it in for me. I'll lock it in here. I'll press the lock it in button that we have live <laughs> on the porch. All right, you're locking in gigs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm just I'm just paranoid about this, but the recording is going fine, right? But okay. I just get when I'm not personally supervising it, I just get really paranoid. Um, yes. Okay. So uh, yeah, when uh, so in in episode eleven, I uh, I talked about uh, gigs as somewhat messy personal life. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we have per- personal insight yeah. into this. I mm-hmm. feel like we have personal insight. Or, well, or what, second what? second hand, I think, is second a hand way to personal that. insight, indirect. Uh, okay, we have more insight into this than the commoner on the street. Okay. Do we? <laughs> like, did he, did he mess around with your wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have someone Are you texted, about to break some news? Someone yeah, texted this is me. A, a weird weird time for Colin to talk about this, but I have an acquaintance that ran into Ryan Giggs in oh, right. his building, like in his apartment building, having an argument with his girlfriend in the hallway. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, not everyone has had that experience. <laughs> and then this acquaintance, like, didn't break up the fight, but interrupted the fight to be like, "Hey, hey, are you can Ryan? I get Giggs? a picture." <laughs> <laughs> so on my phone, I have a picture of 
my friend and Ryan Giggs, and Ryan Giggs looking so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> See? We needed that story. There we go. All right. There we go. Okay, yes. But another messy story when he, uh, apparently the son tabloid r- r- ran something about his affair with a model, Imogen Thomas, and he sued them under you, but using the pseudonym CTB, which uh, had to be uh, revealed under parliamentary privilege, the identity of that. Um, yeah, so it's Ryan Giggs. Oh, all right. Uh, there nice we go. job, guys. Way nice to go. Job. Way to go, Colin. All steals so far. Indeed. All steals. Play better defense. Ricky Henney out here. The up. Uh, all right. Uh, call in Dan and Ryan now to try and steal from Mike. Bruce Arena's second tenure as head coach of the U.S. men's national soccer mm-hmm. team. <laughs> Mike's one of Mike's categories is Bruce mm-hmm. Arena. Yeah. You love to- big Bruce Arena fan, Mike. Huge Bruce Arena fan. Came to an ignominious close when a loss to what nation ensured that the U.S. failed to qualify for the 2018 FIFA World Cup? Feels like it's a Caribbean nation with a red and black flag, maybe a diagonal black stripe. <laughs> I mean, in come it. on, we don't need we don't need to talk through our thinking. We can just talk about the pain. It was really Omar Gonzalez's um, fault. Yeah. Well, Fuck I mean, that's true, but also the retread, the retread, Bruce Arena. Against, yeah. um, I'm just saying, that would have made it a one-one draw. That was Collins, really Collins, really trying to make this like a seven-hour pod. Yeah. Okay. It's Trinidad and Tobago. TNT. Uh, yeah. Unsurprisingly, Trinidad and Tobago is correct. Very good. All right. So we proceed now. Oh no, filler. Sorry. <laughs> we proceed now to um, everyone versus Colin. <laughs> Uh, the rules of soccer are codified. This is how I view the world, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting those crewneck sweatshirts um, printed right now. The rules of soccer are laws, codified. Laws, Yogesh. They're, they're laws of, of football. Yes, that's what I was about to say. The, the so-called laws of the game, first laid out in 1836 by the Football Association. The 17 enumerated laws each cover different aspects of the game. What does Law 1 govern? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say field. It it governs like the the rules of the field itself, like dimensions, that lines. Would, you feel like that would be law one. Uh, what I do mean, you think law one is? You have to like lay out the because a lot of other laws are gonna be like once you get into game play, right? It's not a standalone kind of. Yeah, you got to set up the field first. Before yeah. you start playing the game, uh, yeah. Was this? Uh, what does Law One govern? So today, but I we should assume that it was the same in 1863, maybe. So I was gonna say like uniform or code of conduct, but those today are probably not the same as they were back then. Oh, so the, it's a it's a rule that has not changed. Well, I'm not sure. I- I, I feel like the 1863 is just like a, a little distraction. It's like, look over here, That's 1863. When they were written down. I, I say, I mean, it makes the most sense for dimensions of the, of the field. Agreed. So. Like, lock it. All right, your answer is the, the field. Uh, yeah. Field of play. The field of play. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So, so the specific rules, I think, may change over time, but the laws, the laws themselves are just kind of areas that the rules are talking about. Okay. 
And those, I think, have been stable pretty much since 1863. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, is that right, Colin? That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's as your foremost expert in the category. All right. So, yes, the field of play. I love I that one of Colin's before. categories is laws of the game. Very, very Colin Smith category. <laughs> the legal representation of this podcast. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, five straight steals. Let's see if we can make it six. Uh, now Colin and Mike to try and steal from Dan and Ryan. So, of course, no soccer podcast would be complete without questions about chess. Uh, okay, this isn't really a chess question. That's just the pathway I chose to take into it. <laughs> the so-called immortal game of June 21st, 1851, which saw Adolf Anderson sacrifice a bishop, both rooks, and finally his queen, but still checkmate Lionel Kizaritsky, took place during a break in an international tournament organized by Howard Staunton to coincide with London's Great Exhibition of 1851. That exhibition was housed inside what purpose-built structure designed by Joseph Paxton? Oof. Following the exhibition, this structure was relocated to Sydenham Hill, where it burned down in 1936, but its legacy lives on. Yeah, Mike, we know this. Come on, buddy. I'll, I'll say the first word. You say the second word, or do you want to say the first word, and I'll say the no, second word? No, you say the first word. We got it. Crystal Palace. Too easy. A, Too easy. That's a first round question if I've ever seen one. <laughs> All right. Well, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> I would just. Pride comes before the fall. Yeah, for the, for yep. the record, that was Mike that said yep. that. I just yep. would like. This is why I come in last every socks, time. Yogesh, we gave you socks. We should have done Trinidad and Tobago that way, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm what, trying to bring the team element into our answers, not just into also our halfway process. through that. I had no clue. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, like, oh my, some weird ass soccer tournament that happened in 1851. I don't know. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. All right, chess it was a chess chess. You didn't tournament. understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I thought okay. I thought it was going to be a chess tournament that happened like during a soccer tournament. Yeah, he said during between the break a of soccer what tournament. tournament or something like that, and I was like. Oh my gosh, there was soccer in 1851? How did I not know that? <laughs> All right, but uh, but one, one way or another, you got to the correct answer, yeah. The, the area around Sydenham Hill became known as Crystal Palace Park, and the club was named after it, and yeah. Yogesh, what's the record for most consecutive steals on a podcast? Ooh, great I question. Th- yeah, I think that just happened. I think it was in... Uh, ep- just a few episodes ago, episode 33, I think, because um, I mentioned it at the time. Um, I'll, I'll look it up while, uh, you're, well, while you're thinking over the next question. All right. So uh, this question, uh, everyone versus Mike. All right. A certain company has lent its name to soccer stadiums in Sao Paulo, Brazil, Nice, France, Vienna, Austria, and Turin, Italy. That's not an exhaustive list. Which U.S. state capital is home to arguably the second most prominent soccer stadium name for this company? So I immediately thought of Alliance, which mm-hmm. has a bunch of soccer stadiums mm-hmm. named after it. And Minneapolis has Pacific. St. Paul is the capital. Oh, wow. Well, yes, sorry. Twin City Pacific. Right. So the second most prominent soccer stadium named for this company. Yeah, so the first most prominent then would be uh, Munich. Right. And the second would probably be St. Paul. I mean, there's a, a stadium on this list that's in Turin. That could be Juventus. The old lady. 
No, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> what's it like currently like branded as? That uh, Audi. That's. I'm thinking DC United. Bruce Arena was another. U.S. State Capital. Oh, U.S. State Capital. Um, I mean, Alliance or Alliance. Yeah, is not that, a bad guess, but these are like Sao Paulo, Turin, and this stadium is the second most prominent. Exactly. I don't think St. Paul Red is not more obvious no. than. Oh, I like that guess. But that's. But I'm agreeing it's not with an Albany. I don't think it's Allianz because of that. Red Bull's not in Albany. So think of maybe U.S. state capitals. Second most prominent. Soccer stadium. It's a soccer stadium. What's Austin's stadium called? VW? Mm, I have no idea what the Austin one is branded as. Um, but whatever it is, it has to be, you know, it can't be Bank of America, right? Because that's not going to be. I'm trying to think of. Uh, well, what are what are it's a soccer stadium too it's not going to be a big one that's repurposed as a what's columbus's stadium it's a capital but i couldn't tell you what their stadium is i think it's an insurance company like map free right so it probably wouldn't right be that now. yeah no it wouldn't be i that. mean allianz is probably allianz is a, is a solid guess it's not a bad guess for sure i think it's got to be that i mean I can't think of other... And the Turin one could be a second division club. Well, what are other state capitals that have a MLS team? Ooh, not a, New York. There's not, Austin. Uh, not Florida. Not Massachusetts. Charlotte. But that's not second. I mean, well, it's not... Most, not a right, soccer stadium. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, good point. Um Austin is the only one that I, the other one that I can think of. Columbus. Um, I mean, there's, it's got to be Allianz. It's got to be. This is such a Mike question. If we get this wrong, he is 100% getting his. It's a capital and a soccer stadium. This is Very like geographic. Yeah, it's ge- geography it's, and soccer stadiums in one question. It's got to be, I, I think Allianz sounds right. And it's international, right? So it's not yeah, going like to be international brand to the U.S. Good. Yeah. So the only other one, the only other, I mean, I'm sure there's more stadiums that I can think of that are international is like Red Bull Arena, but that's not in, that's not a new, that's not a state capital. Uh, Allianz makes the most sense. Unless it's like, I mean, D.C. United, but that's Audi and that's not a, it's not a state. State capital, right? Yeah. So um, I think Allianz makes the most sense. Let's go ahead. So the, the city, you're looking for the city? Oh, St. Paul. St. Paul, you're locking in? Yep. Is that correct, Mike? I believe it is correct. But just to, in case it's not, uh, I'm going to throw out Nashville because I know they just had a new stadium built and I don't know the oh, name yeah. of it. And so maybe it's some weird multinational company but it's probably i think they're right yeah so uh so the answer to your question about what juventus stadium is called apparently it is now called allianz something oh. yeah oh there we go it, it uh yeah got branded um even though i think in italy they still call it just the stadium or something like that but like so this, this question says that 
the U.S. state capital is home to arguably this. Oh, arguably. Arguably. Good point. We could yes. argue for days. And we will. <laughs> uh, That'll be a, a follow-up <laughs> podcast. I was going about to argue that this would become the third most prominent soccer stadium name for this company because Munich. That's got to be first. Yeah, yes. it's got to be first. Yes. Most if prominent it's still named in Minnesota. That, it, could be, it could have been rebranded. I it's definitely know. Allianz. It's still? It's yeah. just lit up in, in rainbow colors for... Pride month for Team Rainbow. Yeah, <laughs> six orange was there. Bring it back. Bring appearance. Team Rainbow back. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I just realized now actually that because one of my favorite jokes is to talk about how Sao Paulo is right next to Minneapolis, Brazil, uh, and I didn't still didn't click that like there's a Sao Paulo and Saint, but Allianz in Sao Paulo and Saint Paul. But, yeah. yeah. There you go. But yeah, uh, that's uh, St. Paul's correct. So uh, I was I looked it up. The episode thirty three opened with twelve straight steals. Wow! Uh, yeah, this is high bar, more, gentlemen. More than halfway there. Yeah, and uh, episode twenty six had ten straight. That also had some soccer questions. Um, so yeah, you're uh, you're on your way there. That's fine. Let's see how, how long you can how long you can prolong the streak. Uh, in okay, uh, Mike, Dan, and Ryan to steal from Colin. Yes. In Latin America, Barra Brava is a generic term for soccer clubs, organized supporters groups. In the U.S., however, La Barra Brava refers to one specific group that supports which MLS franchise? Guys, I got it. I got Talk it, guys. Talk it out, Mike. Talk it out. The answer is just DC United. I'm a DC United fan. We have several support groups. But one of the most prominent support groups that we have is La Barra Brava. Lock it in, baby. So I'll hit that button from 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 downtown in Portland. Let's do it. No flip. Lock it in. Uh, yeah. So uh, you 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 may have felt uh, biased against by some of the earlier questions. I knew you. Just... I knew you get back to me, Yogesh. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's a special one for you. All right. <laughs> You're one of my special ones. <laughs> All right. I'm just trying to get to luck. that steel streak, baby. We're all in this together. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Good attitude. I like that attitude. All right. Uh, Colin and Mike now to try and steal from Dan and Ryan. Due in part to a... Oh, and this is, I think, what former contestant Daryl talked about, my Proustian questions, the ones that relate to uh, memorable experiences from my own life. So I guess guess this is one of those. Due in part to a group stage victory over Colombia that indirectly led to the tragic death of defender Andres Escobar, the U.S. qualified for the knockout stage of the 1994 FIFA World Cup. There, however, their dreams were dashed on the 4th of July with a 1-0 defeat by Brazil. I watched that game on TV with my father and brother, little knowing that some 11 years later, I would occupy a spot in that same venue, sitting between my friends Jeff Trevino and Greg Taylor, as Steve Jobs advised us to stay hungry and stay foolish. (laughs) In... Which stadium did that fateful round of 16 game between the U.S. and Brazil take place? Oh, man, wow. that's tough. Wow, wow, wow. All right, so 94 World Cup. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, where were the games played? The USA. Yep, that's a good start. <laughs> yep. Narrows it down. Um, all right, where, I mean, it's... Where did Yogesh... It is, it's Where probably, did Yogesh go in 2005? Let's look at his itinerary. Yep. Um, Br- bring up the um, the Wayback Machine, Yogis' yeah. Travel. I feel like we have a Google Doc on that. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's probably 
a stadium in California. It's probably a stadium in the Bay Area, right? That's where Steve Jobs was based. Um, I mean, that's that's a good. So Candlestick would have been the correct answer at the time. Uh, I, I would say that I'm, I'm going to go for the non-soccer part of this, that Yogesh, who I do not know very well, was graduating from something, probably college, mm, mm. at that time, and that was a commencement speech. So I would say that Steve Jobs potentially could have traveled for that. Okay, I like that. Um, but I like your answer of saying California instead of like, the Pontiac Silverdome right. in Detroit, Steve where Jobs the U.S. they play a group, st- they played a group stage game there, so they would not have played a knockout stage game there anyway. But uh, I so, feel, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say I like I like where you're going with this, um, and UCLA plays their football games at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, it stands to reason that they might also hold graduation there. And Did Yogesh go to UCLA. I don't know. <laughs> but, right. I mean, I don't we're, think there are really other... We're really out of the soccer on this, and we're just going speculating about... Yogish history. Yeah. Yogish history. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My, okay. my initial thought was Rose Bowl for this game, so I feel like you've talked me into it, Colin. Yeah, I mean, all, we know there were Rose Bowl games at the Rose Bowl in the 1994 World Cup. We know that's one of the, whatever, 12 venues. So... I feel like Candlestick is a potential other venue, but I don't know if it's more likely than like a random other place. Yeah. Um, I guess were there also, I feel like there might have been games at Stanford Stadium. Oh my but gosh. now I, f- I feel much more confident. I feel certain that there were some games at the Rose Bowl. Just a matter of yeah, what Steve actually, Jobs talking. Now that you're saying there. that, I feel like Stanford Stadium is, a, is another good guess because somehow I have in my memory that Stanford Stadium is the smallest venue from that World Cup. Okay. Because Stanford Stadium is probably like sixty or fifty-five, and there's a bunch in that World Cup that are like eighty or a hundred, like the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Let's. Um, but still, I feel like if we don't say the Rose Bowl, we're going to feel like dum-dums. Yeah, but if we say Stanford Stadium and it's, it's right, we're going to feel like kings. <laughs> it's just, it's really that, just a ph- philosophical question about how you want to live your life. You're going to keep that streak alive, too. <laughs> Look, so, what, would, you know. what would Steve Jobs want us to do? He'd want us to stay hungry and, more importantly, stay foolish. The foolish answer here would be Stanford Stadium. There's no doubt about that. Let's go for it. We'll lock in Stanford Stadium. So uh, Steve Jobs' advice is, uh, yeah, still paying dividends after all these years. <laughs> Let's go. I can't believe you got there. I'm so upset. That's I'm wild. So upset. Did you know that, Dan? Yeah, because I know where Yogi's went to college. Oh, well, that's, that's oh. you are cheating. That's not cheating. Can He's we done. do 45 minutes on uh, 1994 uh, venues of I mean, the clearly World me Cup? and Mike would dominate you at yeah, that because I, we please. just got Stanford Stadium. Only 45? There were multiple stadiums, multiple venues in California. I mean, no, I mean I Northern would, California and Southern California are long distance. I mean, We've I feel California like Soldier Field, Soldier Field was probably one. Uh, Soldier Field definitely Giant won. Stadium. Uh, Pontiac Silverdome, 100%. Yeah. Uh, RFK. RFK was in RFK. there. Yeah. Uh, Cotton Bowl, I believe. Well, that makes sense. Lock it's got to be one in Florida. 
Maybe. Actually, maybe not. Probably not. Guys, what are we doing right now? <laughs> a soccer thread podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember there were nine venues, and I mean, I think most of the ones you listed, I do recall. But um, yeah, uh, that wasn't really the point of the question. Ooh, great job on that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you kept the streak alive. Good um, job. Staying foolish. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Uh, I think two of their group stage games were in the Rose Bowl and the other in the Pontiac uh, Silverdome. Yep. My favorite Silverdome. Yes, but their uh, second favorite for me game was, uh, was in Stanford Stadium. All right, so uh, we end that round um, actually just exactly where we began it because every question was stolen. Perfect. So uh, it's 12.3, Mike, 12.0, Colin, 12.1, Dan and Ryan. Yeah, you don't have infinite more points than me now, do you? Calling in the behind. Right, so calling out here thinking this is washerous when this is actually <laughs> trivia. Yeah, so the uh, the magnitude of the difference is the same, but it has uh, shrunken in proportion. All right, uh, is everyone ready to go on to the next round? So ready. ready. All right, so the only somewhat hard round of questions will be worth four points as a steal, three points as a specialist. And we begin with Colin, Dan, and Ryan to try and steal from Mike. Following in the footsteps of Jim Brown, Bruce Arena was a member of the U.S. national team that won a 1974 World Championship in what sport? Sorry, say that again. I I interrupted myself. Following in the footsteps of Jim Brown, Bruce Arena was a member of the U.S. national team that won a 1974 World Championship in which sport? It's got to be lacrosse. Did Jim Brown play? Jim Brown Jim played Brown lacrosse. Played, played lacrosse. I was thinking of somebody else. Yeah, uh, definitely lacrosse. Bruce Arena came through Vir- University of Virginia, which is a lacrosse, big lacrosse. school for big, sure. Big, big lacrosse. lacrosse. Yeah, lacrosse. Yeah, that's what you're locking in. Yes. Yeah, I think he actually attended Cornell. I think Virginia is where he coached. Come on, um, guys. Ooh, okay. No, you're Bruce Arena. Still lacrosse. Still, Mike <laughs> yes. picked Bruce Arena as a category. I can't believe Mike. Absolute this clown. is wild. Wild. So, so I yeah. thought Mike hate, hated Bruce Arena. <laughs> he, he loves to hate Bruce Arena. Because <laughs> he knows a lot about it. Because he, he just Googles him to hate him. Yep. <laughs> just constantly reading his Wikipedia page and getting angry. <laughs> Mike hates himself and he expresses that through a hate of Bruce <laughs> Arena. So since the cat is out of the bag, I will say when Mike emailed me this category, I just assumed it was like a stadium. Yeah. Oh, the Bruce, Bruce Arena. Arena. <laughs> <laughs> And then he was like, this is a, a manager who's not even that great. That's so great. He's not even like a... Uh, some stadium in Scotland. Leveler. He'd be better Maybe. as an arena. <laughs> <laughs> I sat down to be like, okay, what interesting games happened in this Bruce Arena? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. That's so great. Love it. Love it. All right. Uh, but um, yes, lacrosse is correct. Ten straight steals. Let's uh, Mike. Yes. Let's keep keep going with Mike, Dan, and Ryan to try and steal from Colin. Come on, Mike. Okay. The uh, again, just you know, this is a slightly longer question, so try and keep focus on what's being asked for. Uh, the cinematic Green Street trilogy kicked off with 2005's Green Street Hooligans, starring Elijah Wood as an American who visits London after being expelled from Harvard and gets drawn into a hooligan firm called the Green Street Elite, or GSE. In the film, GSE's rival firm, NGO, represents what London-based club? 
As I have not yet gotten into black books, sorry, Andrew, my main mental association with this club is the typical Asian parent sketch from Goodness Gracious Me, in which a father is informed that his son made this club's first team and responds angrily, Mr. Rohin's son is getting into Liverpool, but my son can only get a place in this club. He will bring shame to the family. I gotta read that okay, book. I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. Um, and isn't there... Uh, their their motto is like you don't like us and we don't care or something like that i'm 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 da- yeah. dancing around millwall yeah that was what i had to palmer yeah but what is isn't don't they have or they sing a song of, about like how no one likes us no one likes us no one likes us we don't care there we go we're from millwall fucking Millwall. Not swearing. Effing. Millwall. No I've already one sworn on this. This is, this is already explicit. It's already explicit. <coughs> so we're... Uh, I guess we're taking Millwall. You guys feel okay with uh, locking in Millwall? What does NGO stand for? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just curious. Uh, isn't... I don't know. That's a business thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a non-governmental... Non-governmental organization. Yes. Yes. Uh, Millwall, sure. Yeah, if we're still doing British comedy references, I could talk about the... It takes two to quango from Yes Minister, but I think I was the only one who was who was approaching this from the comedy angle. Um, the rest of you all had actual knowledge. Um, I just remember the the dad in that sketch saying Millwall, Millwall, Millwall. Uh, and in episode twenty five, Andrew Fisher referenced the uh, the black books, the first episode, the the Millwall chant that Bernard makes up on the spot. That uh, is apparently a famous thing and fans of that show but um but anyway yeah uh i i deleted west ham united which was the firm or which was the club actually supported by the main firm in that movie because apparently it's really well known who, who their rivals are yeah but you, you it would have got, definitely been another hint yeah. yeah yeah you still got to millwall that's good i didn't realize it was a trilogy There's yeah three me neither there are three, yes. Wow. Although I think Elijah Wood is only in the first one. Okay, I was going to ask if he was in all three. He made that exit at the, yeah. <laughs> the appropriate time. <laughs> all right, uh, calling in Mike now to try and steal from Dan and Ryan. In the previous crossover episode, episode 29, I noted that Douglas on the Isle of Man does not have official UK city status. That was true at the time, but it has recently been announced that eight new cities, including Douglas, will be designated as part of the celebrations accompanying Queen Elizabeth's Platinum Jubilee. Something happened to the... We've lost Zoom. What? I'm still here. Oh, something. Never mind. I think the wind, maybe just the window was lost. Yep. Still shows Continue. recording. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, okay. It has recently been announced that eight new cities, including Douglas, will be designated as part of the celebrations accompanying Queen Elizabeth's Platinum Jubilee. One of those eight is what planned settlement in Buckinghamshire that was created in 1967 and controversially received a professional soccer club in 2004. Mike, I know the answer to this. Colin, I also think I know the answer to this. I mean, it's geography, so you, you should know the answer to this. Uh, is it, it, also, also urban planning. Yeah, that's true. That's a great point. It's urban planning. Guys, so I mean, everything is kind of geography. <laughs> for you, maybe. Also, everything is physics, Mike. <laughs> sure. That's what I can't, was ar- can't argue with that. Um, Buckinghamshire, don't know where that is, yeah. but received a soccer club in 2004. Uh, would that be Wimbledon? 
And then Plant City, would that be Milton Keynes? That is exactly what I was thinking, Colin. Would you be so kind as to lock it in for us? I will do that with the lock it in button, which I'm very tired of pressing, but I'll do it anyway (laughs) because you couldn't be bothered to be here. Lock in Milton Keynes. MK Dons. Yeah. so The Dons. Yes. uh, Apparently, AFC Wimbledon was created after the previous Wimbledon team left to go to Milton Keynes. Yeah, uh, and apparently there was a huge controversy around it, which I kind of skimmed the Wikipedia. There's a separate Wikipedia article just about the controversy over the move. Oh, yeah. yeah. People yeah. were not thrilled, to put Everton it lightly. Everton legend Deli Ali <laughs> started his career there. Yeah. I spent a week there when I was about 18. I drank through most of that. I don't remember <laughs> much about Milton Keynes. But yeah, so apparently even though the name was kind of pre-existing for that area, it was specifically picked to sort of uh, echo... Uh, John Milton and John Maynard Keynes, sort of the, the poet and the economist, mixing together the, I guess, two kinds of visions that they wanted to promote. It seems British to me. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a pretty depressing place, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, okay, you've tied the record now, I think. That was 12 straight Let's steals. go. Oh, no pressure. Uh, Records are like rules. It's <laughs> <laughs> as far as I'll go. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> All right, so in the the, uh, the music episode, they fell on the lucky 13, so mm-hmm. we'll, see. we'll see what happens here. Going down, music. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Colin, Dan, and Ryan to try and steal from Mike. At the 2000 U.S. Open chess tournament, the great Hikaru Nakamura finished in 20th place after winning a mere six of his nine games, a result that becomes far less surprising when you realize that at the time he was not yet 13 years old. <laughs> Finishing a half point ahead of Nakamura in 17th place with only two losses, one to eventual, eventual tournament champion Alex Yermolinsky, was a man who less than two years earlier had co-founded a company called Confinity. Confinity later evolved into what corporation whose name currently graces an MLS stadium? Oh, man, that's hard. Names that... <laughs> Of course, Mike's Mike's uh, category is MLS Stadium. Yeah, uh, he doesn't know the name of Nashville Stadium, so he already let that one slip. <laughs> Confinity, but that's not the name of the corporation. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Where did this U.S. Uh, that probably doesn't matter. Uh, just start naming. MLS clubs and their stadiums. I mean, Go. Map, map free. Map free, we talked like. about. Allianz, definitely not. Map free? Why does that feel like that's the right? Like another weird name of a thing. Okay, so I'm going to take this approach. It's a, chess, it's a chess guy. Yeah. Confinity sounds techy. Okay. So I'm going to go like, it's a tech company. What's right? San Jose's stadium called? Right, exactly. So, Or like industries that are like, the entrepreneur, the, the founder, could be like a tech guy. Mm-hmm. So Map Free is, an, is, I think, a fairly old-ish. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that, but insurance company. Mm-hmm. Doesn't feel like a newish it, uh, it's not gonna be founder. Right. Right? So and we can, it's I, not going to be any car stadiums. So Toyotas, right, exactly. Audis. Yeah, exactly. Those are all out. What's San Jose's stadium called? I honestly thought it was Map Free. I know that Columbus used to be, but I think that San Jose Stadium is now called MapFree. He's I'll, really going for MapFree, which is an insurance company. I'm telling you that 
before the if you asked me before this question and even before Colin said map free uh, re- in relation to Columbus, if you asked me what San Jose was, I would have said, "Oh, I think I remember that it's map free because Columbus I thought was map free, but actually I don't think it is anymore. I think San Jose is." And map-free. you hate San Jose like I Mike hate hates Bruce Arena. I'm just saying. I agree with everything Colin said about like I don't think it's a tech company; it's an insurance company. Maybe it's like a tech-driven insurance company, and they like use super algorithms to fuck people even more than normal insurance companies do. I don't know, but I think San Jose is map-free. What if the answer is Bruce Arena? <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, I mean that is Bruce. <laughs> I, I'm happy locking in map-free. I mean, I guess we can, but I, I but I mean. I mean, okay, I just talked around a question for ages with Mike, and we got to Stanford Stadium. So I feel like we're a little bit What was this premature. guy's name? Con- I don't care. Confinity was the name of the company. Oh, Confinity. Which is just so techy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, come on, let's just like r- rattle off a few stadiums that we can remember. They change all the time. StubHub. I, mean, I agree. Okay, that's uh, not it. What's Orlando? Toyota, Audi. What's Orlando? What's Philly right now? Ooh, I couldn't even tell you. Uh, what's... Do we know what's uh, Seattle right now? Quest? A Quest. That sounds right, but I feel like that changes every week. Yeah, but Quest, see, it's Seattle that's techie. Like, yeah. I feel like Quest is as good as map free. But if it's going to be map, if it's map free, then we're going to feel really foolish. And by Mike. That's exactly what we said about the Rose Bowl. And then we took Stanford and we felt like kings. But you were. You weren't set on Rose Bowl. Let's just go back. Let's relitigate the last question. <laughs> but I, uh, Seattle is sufficiently techy to also be like, okay, Quest, and we like Quest better from I don't know what they do, but if, if Quest we like sounds it, Quest sounds a little bit more uh, Confinity than exactly. than Map Free. Map Free, if maybe not, is the not in the right sector to okay. feel good about this. So I like Quest better than Map Free. Okay, we've upgraded our answer. Okay, doesn't mean we're done. What's Austin? I don't know, and I asked you this two questions ago. <laughs> Fair. I still don't know. Um, yeah, Mike's going to get this. We're going to lose this. Let's, let's we're going to lose number. Quest. All right, let's, let's lock, lock, in, quest. lock in Quest. I feel like we're about one in seven to get that right. Quest. All right, All right you locked in Quest. Mike, what do you think? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Um, but I will say I think... A lot of the thoughts that these guys had were going in the right direction. Confinity definitely sounds like some kind of BS tech company that does a bunch of stuff in the background that you never interact with. And yet, you know, everyone who founded it is cajillionaires. Uh, I was going with the Austin Stadium because there's a lot of tech in Austin. And I know the stadium is called, or I believe it's called Q2, which is another name that doesn't mean anything. That also sounds That's very just techy. Quest. That's just Quest. That's just Quest too. Yeah, it's, it's Quest the same squared. Thing. Okay, great. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer. We get it right twice. We got Quest first. Our streak uh, is live. So I, I'm going to go with Q2. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the, the chess master in question here, I, I did not include his name in the question on purpose because it's someone I think you've all heard of. Uh, he is officially a, a national master and a, a life master of the U.S. Chess Federation. Uh, that's not what he's best known for, though. His name is Peter Thiel. Oh, oh. Uh, and uh, the company Mr. he founded, uh, PayPal. Uh, and is it San Jose? I believe so. PayPal. Well, thanks, Dan, yeah, for I didn't even know correctly that naming PayPal the San Jose Stadium. stadium. So. <laughs> PayPal would have been, if, if I knew there was a PayPal stadium, 
Great answer. <laughs> it's a tech company, right? Like, it's a thing that exists on your phone. Didn't Elon Musk have something to do with PayPal? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was founded, I think, by the merger of Confinity with, like, X.com, which Musk was involved with. Um, but, yeah, the stadium's called PayPal Park. It's the home of the San Jose Earthquakes. Yeah, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm, it's okay. I didn't want to break the record. You just needed to hate San Jose more than Mike hated Bruce Arena so that you just yeah. knew everything. <laughs> Hard to do. About it. You're right. Hard to hate someone that much or something. Yeah. <laughs> Next time we do this, you know. Or, or just hate Peter Thiel, which many people do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Elon Musk. Also or Elon Musk, or do. both of them. Doesn't have, it could be a doesn't have to be an either or. It's a lot Dance of hate to go around in this world. San Jose earthquakes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, so uh, the pressure is off. Uh, you're all still separated by just three tenths of a point from first and third. So uh, we'll continue now to question fourteen. Mike, Dan, and Ryan to try and steal from Colin. Until it evolved into the World Mini Football Federation circa 2013, the governing body of indoor soccer was a Mexico-headquartered organization known as FIFRA, F-I-F-R-A, which is awfully similar to FIFA, except that it has an R. What, <laughs> what did the R in FIFRA stand for? Uh, okay, so this Rondo? name is... What? I, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking of soccer terms that start with R, and one is Rondo. <laughs> so, got to be related I mean, to mini football or indoor football, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah it's probably either a French or a Spanish word. Probably I'm not thinking, an English word. Because FIFA is French um, and Mexico, they speak Spanish there. So FIFA mm -hmm. is. Federation Internationale de Football Association right. in French. If this is in Mexico, it's probably a Spanish, but I assume follows a similar linguistic and uh, word like I mean, pattern. Colin, Colin licking his fingers like he knows the answer to this one. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got a dozen donuts. Licking my fingers like I just ate my seventh donut. Is <laughs> so how do you say mini football or indoor football in Spanish? Rondo. That's reduction, fi football reduction, FR. How would you say small football? Reduced. I mean, small is pequeño. Mm, not an R. Not an R. I, I have no idea. I honestly have no idea, and my best guess is Rondo. It could be like <laughs> small-sided uh, keep-away game, which is practically indoor soccer. It could be like rapid, like indoor soccer is faster. Hmm. Hmm. Palmer, I'd like to apologize. I was thinking of Rondo as a Rabona. Oh, no. So that made no sense. And I was yeah. like, no. You know, what I'm, about, <laughs> you know what I'm, when I'm talking Rondo, about Rondo, yeah, you know, know what I'm Rondo. talking about yeah. now, right? Still doesn't quite make sense, but it makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, rapid is okay. Uh, retro. Small. Reflexive. So it almost could be... Um, Reconstruction Association. What's, <laughs> what's the indoor uh, 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 futsal? Mm -hmm. See, that's what is like something around that. It's a, I don't know, five aside. Could it be five? I mean, that's five uh, is. I mean, five is not, five is an English word that starts with cinco? an F. 
but not an R. The R is silent. Seven aside? What's seven? Siete? Also, the R is silent. I already tried to brag about my French skills, okay? I, Mike, I don't, let's do this. Do you guys have a better guess than Rondo? (laughs) I I, I think, I'm trying to generate one, but I don't. I think Rondo's a pretty bad guess. I'd rather guess Rappy Dope, but I'm also. Rondo's a bad guess. I'm, I'm incredibly cocky, so if you guys think Rondo's a better guess, then pick Rondo. Federation Internacional Rapido Association? Football, Football. Rapido. It's, it's an adjective, probably, right? It's the International Federation of this kind of, of blank football, basically. And Rondo is a, is a noun, so I don't think it's going to be Rondo. Okay, let's so go with I think we need, we need some kind of adjective here. Rapido. Rapido it is. You've, you've changed my mind. Okay. I don't think this it's is right, Rondo but I'm glad I could convince you to do my wrong answer instead of your wrong answer. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take Mike's wrong answer, Rapido. That's what you're locking in? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's actually both the R and A are short for Rapido. Whoa. Oh, let's go. Good job, Mike. Good job, Mike. Wow. That is like on par with Stanford Stadium. You're on a roll. Did you know that, Colin? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sort of, I guess what they call it in Mexico, uh, football rapido, uh, or fast football. Let's go. All right, Colin and Mike. Can't wait to lose this in round three. <laughs> <laughs> Colin and Mike to try and steal from uh, Dan and Ryan. So in the previous crossover episode, we discussed The Game of Their Lives, the 2005 film dramatizing the U.S. national team's massively unexpected 1-0 victory over England at the 1950 FIFA World Cup. That film contains many inaccuracies, including depicting Walter Barr rather than Ed McIlvenny as the team captain, referencing Stanley Mortensen's hat trick in the FA Cup final, even though that didn't happen until 1953, and presenting Joe Gachins, the scorer of that winning U.S. goal, as a practitioner of voodoo, which he was most definitely not. Speaking of Gachins, it is not known precisely when or how he died, but he was disappeared in 1964 after being arrested by which dictator's Tonton Maku paramilitary force? Okay. Tonton Maku... We need we need a person force. here or a, a nation. Person. Well, that's gonna be tough. <laughs> well, so Gaetjens, I believe, is Cuban. Is that? I think he's right? Haitian. Oh, Haitian! That's right. Shit. Yeah. But I mean, if you know, Cu- if we, he was Cuban, it, I have it would guess, be a lot easier to name a Cuban Haitian. dictator probably than a Haitian dictator. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. Tonton Macou. Yeah, Man. and also, like, the French Tonton Macou is like, yeah, he's Haitian. Dummy. Uh, I don't know my 60s Haitian dictator, basically, is the answer to this question. Yeah, yeah. This is a tough one. I mean, it, it could be, do we know any other dictators from the 60s? I know you like I mean, a dictator here and again, Colin. Uh, I don't know when Castro took over Cuba, but that's where I was going with my answer. 
I mean, I know the the Bay of Pigs was during Kennedy's presidency, and Kennedy was killed in '63, so that means Castro was he was around. That's what I'm saying. He was around. So he was in the mix. So yeah, let's. I mean, that's that's as good as I can do. I would say. All right. Let's just. That's wrong, but we'll say it anyway. Yeah. Fucking Castro. Castro. All right. Uh, yeah, as you uh, sort of. Uh, predicted that is not the correct answer so that's <laughs> fine i'll pass to dan and that's ryan what we thought too i don't <laughs> know the name but let's think of some haitian surnames unless you can I don't unless you know. Haitian, the only haitian surname i could come up with is gatchen <laughs> ba- ba- baptiste pierre fair enough uh it's pretty ironic though if it was gatchen's he kidnapped himself yeah <laughs> or his brother kidnapped him or something <laughs> uncle uh, Do we? I mean, this podcast being listened to by a bunch of very smart people that know lots of things about everything. Mm-hmm. Do we know that Haiti was the subject of a dictatorship at roughly this time in history, or should we be looking way outside of that? I mean, like Spain. What was the Spanish dictator at this point? But the the name of the paramilitary. It kind of sounds French, but that was my initial. I was like, oh, this is a French. Probably Haitian. I don't know. I, I don't know. Jean Baptiste. <laughs> You're going for a hyphenated last name. Sure. Random guess. Why not? Love it. You're going for a uh, jazz last name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Altador. He's Haitian. <laughs> yeah. Good point. I do know other Haitian last names, all related to soccer. You're right. Um. Trying to think of other Haitian last names. I don't know. Paul. <laughs> take take your pick, lock it in. Baptiste. Okay. Lock in Baptiste. All right, yeah. I mean trying to so I will say the nation in question is definitely Haiti. Uh yeah. So trying to guess sort of French sounding last names was a good strategy. Can we get a hundredth of a point for the <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, Tonton Maku, I think is, well, that, I think that was like a folkloric sort of boogeyman character. I think it literally means like Uncle Gunny Sack. It was like a boogeyman who kidnapped children and put them in a sack. and, car- mm. and Sounds like oh, Santa Claus. <laughs> Backward Santa Claus. Robin Hood, children murderer Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, Santa Claus was explained differently for, by your mom. What's huh? the, what's the, uh, the evil Santa Claus that oh, was a movie? Uh, Krampus. Krampus? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, there you go. <laughs> A, a bit, yeah, but that I mean, I think you can kind of see how it got uh, applied to the sort of secret police paramilitary mm-hmm. force that constantly disappeared people. Um, but yeah, much of the twentieth century, there were uh, two dictators of Haiti who were father and son, um, and so I would have accepted actually if you had the right nickname for them because they were commonly known as Papa Doc and Baby Doc. Oh, mm. Papa Doc, I have heard before. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Not related yeah, to so. Baby Rapino. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I think it's a uh, football rapino. <laughs> no way, that's something different. Um, all right. <laughs> the um, yeah. So so yeah. So uh, baby doc was uh, Jean Claude Duvalier. Papa doc was Francois Duvalier. Um, and it was in '64. It was Papa doc in power. He was the one who established the Tonton Macou. Uh, so yeah, either Francois Duvalier or Papa doc, I would have accepted. Yeah. The other uh, interesting fact about that movie I considered asking about was that so Stanley Mortensen was obviously a small, uh, a minor character in it because he was English, not one of the Americans. 
Uh, he was actually played by Gavin Rossdale of Bush. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. That's, huh. int- that's interesting. That is trivia. That, yeah. <laughs> that, that is trivia. All right. Uh, so continue on to the next question. Colin, Dan, and Ryan to try and steal from Mike. Current Austin FC head coach Josh Wolf is known for being man of the match in a February 28, 2001 World Cup qualifying game played in Columbus. Over a year later, he set up Brian McBride for the go-ahead goal in a match in the round of 16 of the 2002 FIFA World Cup knockout stage. What three-word, not-in-English phrase has come to be applied to both of those games, as well as several that have been played since? Dos. Ah. Cero. Dos a cero. Suck it, Mike. (laughs) Always, generally, always against the Mexican national team. Yep. uh, USA on the dos. This would be the only one not in Columbus? The this the one, one in, in the World Cup? Yeah, the one in the World Cup. It would yeah. be the only one not in Columbus. Yeah, probably. For, yeah I think you're right. Yeah. Dos yep. Cicero, locking in. All right, yeah. Um, so I, I, I just want to, you know, I think that's right, but in case it's not right, I think it might also be suck at Palmer, the three-word <laughs> phrase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, just all the... Uh, um, Fans chanting "suck." <laughs> I feel like that. I have seen a whole, a whole stadium full. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So in the previous or in the most recently released episode, there was a question where the answer is Marco Polo, and I told the players that they could have, you know, made it fun by one of them saying Marco and the other saying Polo, uh, but that that didn't happen. But you guys figured out a way to do uh, one word each of the answer. That's two hundred and seventy yeah. odd episodes of podcasting. We just kind of. <laughs> Finish each other's sentences at this point. Fair enough. Uh, All right. So uh, we're already at the penultimate question of the round. Um, I hope I'm keeping up with the scoring correctly. I'll go back and recheck everything, but I... uh, It's right. In the end, Colin wins for some reason. (laughs) I'm going to cheat at some point here, Yoish. (laughs) All right. Uh, So uh, Mike, Dan, and Ryan to try and steal from Colin. The soccer field contains a curved line, sometimes called the D, but officially the penalty arc, designating an area where other players cannot encroach when someone is taking a penalty kick. What is the exact distance in yards between the penalty spot and the penalty arc? I'm almost positive it's 10 yards. I love that Colin, his category is just the field, or perhaps the field itself. It's law number one of the game. It's 12... My three categories are laws one through three. It's twelve from the from the goal, goal line, line to, to the, the spot. penalty spot, so that's eighteen, right? From the from the goal line to the to the line of the eighteen, right? So <laughs> it's great. It's, it's I like what you're like. It's eighteen from this the is eighteen not, to the this goal is line. not your question. <coughs> so then we have, so then we have six yards from the penalty spot to the line of the eighteen. Yep. So then think there's got there's like. Think about four steps. Feels like about four yards. Right. And I'm almost positive as a former referee. Well, you got to give a 10. Give a 10. Right. So yes. if there, there are so dead it's a balls marker. from that spot and you got to give 10 it's yards. It's a marker. So it's 10. It's Colin a marker. It's a, it's I'm <laughs> physically preventing <laughs> Colin from taking our shared microphone right I now. Think it's, I think it's, a, it's a, a, a marker for the referee to be like, that's what 10 yards looks like. As a former referee, if you get this question wrong, I'm, your license is going to be revoked. I, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's already been, lapsed. Where, it's already been lapsed expired, for a few years. My guy. So, as if the referees mark the field before the game is played. 
they always do. What do you think they do? Walk around pulling on nets and stuff? <laughs> That's exactly what they're doing. I like 10, though, because the opponent has to be 10 yards from the dead ball when it's taken, right? Yeah. So it, like, it also just holds up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From the, I got you. Yes. Right. That makes sense. Too. Mike, what are you, how you doing over there? I mean, I'm just looking at Yogesh in three black boxes, so it feels like a work meeting right now. Everyone's got their camera off. It's great. Uh, but yeah, I think I think 10 is also correct. Lock it in. Lock right. it in. 10 yards. Yeah, something I tell people, I always say, oh, you know, it's an entertainment podcast, not a licensing exam. I guess sometimes <laughs> it can cross over with a licensing exam. Yeah. <laughs> Thief Pro. Palmer's license is still intact after this question. Bang, bang. Uh, yes, it is. It is 10 yards. All right. Uh, so, okay, and now final question of this round before we go to the super hard round and the values uh, go up. Great, because I need another bathroom break. <laughs> we also might need some uh, phone chargers. Oh, okay. All right, Colin and Mike to try and steal from Dan and Ryan. Oh, and by the way, with regard to categories, again, since it's out of the bag, I do like that when Colin sent it to me, he specified not the stadium, the field itself. I didn't want stadium questions that Mike could get right. Yes. <laughs> I wanted only field questions, grassy questions, if you will. Grassroots, we love grassroots. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Turf, turf also allowed. Yeah, that was uh, a very good clarification. All right. Okay, so uh, Dan, uh, Colin and Mike to steal from Dan and Ryan. Let's hear it for fair play. What author of the 2021 book, The Uncomfortable Truth About Racism, made a record 201 Premier League appearances without once being booked? He also made a different kind of record, contributing a rap verse to New Order's only UK number one single, World in Motion. Whoa. Wow. 201 appearances without being booked? And a UK rap verse. Wow. So, okay, so this is a, a guy who either had a, a fairly, well, what, 200 appearances. That's like six years-ish, like 38 games a year. Colin, you're good at math. How many years is that? All right. What do you feel about Ian Wright for this? Sure. People seem to like him. He's the kind of guy, I don't know this book. He's the kind of guy who would have written a book like that. Like he's very um, involved in social issues. Yep. Uh, he's a striker. So it's possible you could go 201 Premier League appearances without just Picking up a tactical foul. I have an idea for this. Yep. Um, get this right. It's not your turn. Palmer, I'm can you? Um, we're really trying to focus here. Um, <laughs> sit down. I can't. I got to pee. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to go potty, stop and go right away. Um, uh, I. Okay, let's just go with Ian Wright. I mean, we're not going to Yeah, you don't have to sell me on Ian Wright. I don't have, like, a better person to answer yeah. this question for. All right. Ian Wright. All right. Uh, Dan and Ryan, what do you... Uh, Dan and Ryan, what do you think? I... So, I don't know if this is right, yep. but you have to think about a player that doesn't often get booked. Mm -hmm. So, I'm thinking it's not an outfield player. I'm thinking it's a goalkeeper. Yeah, I like that. And I'm thinking Shaka Hislop. Oh, oh wow. 
That's such a good guess. I love that. I that's, love that. That's all. That's the best thing. I love he's, everything he's about on, that. He's on TV. I feel like he has. I hate. He has I hate a that lot guess. of different. Uh, he's in the media. Yeah, he has a lot of different skills. That feels like about the right level of player to have made. Like you know, maybe he started a few seasons. He yep. got some backup appearances. Whatever. Two hundred appearances. That's that's a good number of appearances. But he's he went. Like, he went two hundred games young. without getting like a time wasting booking. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I, I think very that reasonable. I think that's possible. There, I don't Shaka know. Shaka Hislop also just seems like a great dude. Yep. But can he rap? Give me, give me, let's lock in yep. Shaka Hislop. Like it, lock it in. All right. Yeah. So when, uh, there are a few different angles to this. I think when New Order recorded a song with the England football team, uh, the, the noise you heard was the ghost of Ian Curtis turning in his grave. <laughs> but um, this, uh, the, the rap verse on that was contributed by a man. I didn't know about him before researching for this podcast, uh, but he sounds very interesting. His name is John Barnes. Ah, Colin, we should have got yeah. that. They had like the yeah, Liverpool I really rap. I'm, I like my guess. I like both of our guesses, honestly. They're not terrible guesses. We've had some terrible guesses on this podcast so far. Neither of those were that. Rondo was, but that, <laughs> we never locked that one in. Let, let the record show, although it's now hearsay, I suppose, that I thought of John's Barn, John Barnes and then forgot to mention it while we were talking. Mm. So I'll just personal credit. I'm taking personal credit. <laughs> I had an idea, guys. I had an idea. You're a better How man than points are you signing yourself for that? <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's zero. I live in the real world. A little bit of separation in scores um, at the end of that round. I, I'll go back and recheck everything, but at the, what I have is 28.3 for Mike. 24.0 for Colin and 32.1 for Dan and Ryan. Damn, Colin, you suck. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, not very well. Yeah, so basically one question separation between everyone. And now in round three, the super hard round, the questions will be worth six points as a steal and five as a specialist. Yogesh, and just quick quick uh, clarification. Um, do those scores factor in the one Bonus point per donut eaten, or is that is that get added up? <laughs> All my points are donuts. <laughs> Twenty-four point zero, and then negative twelve points every bathroom break. Hey, Ooh. hey! Just saying, yeah. we established the rules before the podcast. We have to follow them. All right, rules and records, Mike. I already went over this. <laughs> Yes, which law was that number was that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Colin, Dan, and Ryan to try and steal from Mike. In addition to housing the MLS's Chicago Fire, Soldier Field has played host to many notable sporting events over the years, including the Gene Tunney versus Jack Dempsey, no relation to Clint as far as I know, uh, <laughs> long count boxing match, and the Oprah Winfrey and emceed opening ceremony of the 1994 FIFA World Cup, during which Diana Ross infamously flubbed what was supposed to be an easy penalty kick, somehow sending it wide left. As a 30 for 30 documentary by Brett Morgan reminded us, that commencement ceremony for the World Cup was one of at least five major sporting events that took place in the U.S. on what specific date? Ooh. Uh, I mean, wait, is this First is this of all, ours? I was hoping that the question was uh, going to be like, which way did Diana Ross miss? Like, left, right, over the top. And I, was, I knew that. So um, I, the World Cup kicks off mid-June, right? So we're talking about NBA Finals, 
Oh, yeah. NHL finals. Stanley Cup finals. Yeah. What other... I mean, it's not about the five sporting events, but you're doing a good job of giving us a date range. Wait, what's the question? What day was it, right? Oh, yeah. So, uh, and what yesterday was supposed to be the first... But these things change if, over time. Yeah. Like, the, I know for a fact the Super Bowl like is later every year, basically. Like it used to be in mid-January, and now it's like the first week of February. Right. The Super Bowl's on a lunar schedule. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> About the Super Bowl, we got to check our moon calendars. Do we need the um, exact date? Yes, I think okay. that's the question. The specific date, not the exact date. Sorry. You're right. I was given exact date. You don't have it in front of you. That's fine. <laughs> we just need the month. We just need the year. The year is given in the question. Yeah, so. that's why I feel like we're going to get it right. Um, so no, we're go- we're going for like mid to late June, early to mid. I would say early, early to, to mid. Because you think. Yeah, early to mid. There has to be something that pins the date, though. Like, it's so hard to choose a random date in June. So there has to be some major sporting event that we know happens on some day. The, the, there's recently a 30 for 30. That's in the question, is that there was recently a 30 for 30 about this. Oh. What's the name of the oh. 30 for 30? Oh. Oh. The 30 for 30, 1994. Yeah. Yes. OJ. Oh, it's the OJ. Is that the? Was it the June twenty fourth? For some reason, I want to say June tenth. I don't know what you're talking. I mean, I know who OJ the is. OJ, and I know that the OJ uh, car tra- chase yeah. also also coincided with the the NBA Finals, Houston Rockets, and some. I can't remember. Okay, who they were playing. so we're getting there. We're getting they were there. playing the New York Knicks, and my dad was not happy that, when the game correct. was interrupted. That feels right. June. I want to say June twenty fourth, nineteen ninety four. I want to say June tenth, nineteen ninety four. The difference between you and me, probably neither of us are right. It's got to be earlier. World Cups kick off. Uh, but those, those things change, and and the finals are always late June. No, early, like first week of July. Like the 4th of July. No, 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 the NBA finals. Oh, NBA. Yeah, okay. I want to say June 24th, because I feel like it's close to my brother's birthday, and my brother's birthday might be June 24th. <laughs> Definitely. I hope that you're not listening at this point. Um so you're saying it it's a it's a there's a finals an NBA finals game. Yep. And the World Cup kickoff. And, and the OJ NHL. the OJ I mean the OJ thing is the reason it's I want to say the 24th I the 24th is really sticking June 10th doesn't doesn't do give me a visceral reaction. All right, it sounds but, like you have more conviction than I have, so I'll go with I yours. I remember where I was watching this. I watched I remember I was at the Hofbrau in Helena, Montana. That's a good place to watch the World Cup. And the OJ was- Chase. <laughs> also, it's called the Hofbrau. Were you having a beer in 1994 watching the OJ Chase? Listen, Helena was very oh, eclectic we got, back in We the got day. a car chase. Get to the Hofbrau. We're watching. <laughs> watch party. Watch party at the Hofbrau. I'm pretty sure my brother's birthday is the 24th. You yeah. were just drinking out of like a Das Boot at the Hofbrau watching the OJ Chase at eight years old? Yeah, I'm, I want to lock in the June 24th. Ta- take it. Take it. All right, uh, Mike. Be the Mike, what do you think? I mean, man, I feel like uh, while you were in the in the bathroom, Yogesh, we were talking about how the questions feel a little bit easier this round than last, or this this time than last time, and uh, and you really you really hit us with this 
and uh, I think we're all reevaluating those comments. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have any good reason to guess any date above any other date other than it's sometime in June. I'm going to say June 6th. June 6th, I believe, is also D-Day. I could see some shit that the U.S. government's like, ooh, what if we did the kickoff on D-Day and, you know, did some military tie-ins? So that is my answer, June 6th. Okay, you're locking in June 6th? Yeah. All right. I'm surprised none of you tried to, you know, thought that maybe I was doing an anniversary thing and tried to go for June 11th, but... Uh, I thought about I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, Don't yeah. tell me it was June 11th. <laughs> <laughs> so on, uh, in, I think in episode 34, there was a question about the Beethoven Symphony where they're trying to decide between the 5th and the ninth, and then someone's like, let's just split the difference, so they go for the 7th. If you two had uh, split the difference on your guesses of the 10th and the 24th... Uh-huh. Seventeenth would have landed on June seventeenth, nineteen forty-four. Nineteen ninety-four. Damn. What were the events? So okay, what I, was my I brother's think, birthday? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Surprising amount of the documentary was taken up with that. <laughs> very. It was Batman themed. Very nice cake. Uh, but just yeah, off the top of my head, I think something NBA related. Definitely, like there was, I think, a ticker tape parade for the New York Rangers uh, mm-hmm. who won the World, uh, the the Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup. Yeah, uh, something NBA related. Something. Um, what was the other? Oh, yeah, the World Cup, and then um, Ken Griffey Jr. hitting like his thirtieth home run of the season, uh, and Arnold Palmer playing some some tournament. Oh. Uh, what's right U.S. Now? Open? Yeah, it would be oh, yeah. Father's, Father's Day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That. I mean, that's not that happened, but I'm pretty sure about those. La- uh, I'm pretty sure about those actually, and not the specifics, but definitely, generally, yeah, it was Ken Griffey Jr., uh, Arnold Palmer. The that Ranger. was the the subject of the thirty for thirty. Well, the, or was well, it, it was OJ? yeah. It was basically OJ. about what other things happened on the day that all the news coverage was about the oh, OJ chase. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. No one knows what Arnold Palmer really did that day. Does anyone <laughs> care? Would have he invented the Arnold Palmer <laughs> on June seventeenth? June seventeenth, definitely not my brother's birthday. But yeah, um, I think a lot of us have kind of a flashbulb memory of what we were doing at that time, though, because mm-hmm. of the t- yeah, yep. everyone was gathered around the TV for the, the, the chase. contenders at the Hofbrau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think when the verdict was announced, like I was in elementary school and like the teacher brought in a TV, like yeah. on one of those TV uh, carts. Yeah, man. <laughs> in my elementary school, the, prin- uh, the principal made an announcement over the PA system that the verdict had come in and kids <laughs> were cheering because it was like this weird phenomenon that nobody wanted to be guilty, right? So weird. Wow. It's like so yeah, weird. It was wild. Very, and a, like a weird thing to have a cultural like memory about too. Like it's not Kennedy being assassinated. It's like, yeah. OJ, like it's so strange, bizarre. Yeah, it's like the next thing after that that was like that was uh, 9/11. 9/11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, well, 9/11, like historically, you can understand OJ, the OJ <laughs> thing. What? Yeah, it's yeah, so strange. There, like, yeah, kind of the there's been a demise of the kind of monoculture where the entire country yeah. was yeah. focused on one single event. R.I.P. Monoculture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that could be an episode title too. <laughs> <laughs> Really just an overall theme of this podcast, uh, my podcast. All right. Uh, Mike, Dan, and Ryan to try and steal from Colin. 
Although they are often referred to as sidelines and end lines, the technical term for the lines delineating a soccer field or football pitch or whatever uh, are touch lines and bylines. <laughs> what is the area in square meters of a standard pitch, such as the one at Old Trafford or Etihad Stadium or many others? In other words, what do you get when you multiply the length of a standard touch line by the length of a standard byline, including the goal line? Colin's algebra question. Is it okay? So the max Solve is for X <laughs> The max is seventy-five by one twenty in yards. I don't know what that is in meters. That's uh, the max. Was it in? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm looking for an answer in square meters. In square meters. I. Let's. Can we just decide to? Oh, man. I mean, I... I've I done my like... part. I've given it to you in yards. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Can you at least give us a conversion? Wait, you didn't, actually. You left the multiplication up to us, which is the scary part, honestly. Oh, I can't do that part. <laughs> I can tell you what I know. I was going to say, like, 70 meters is the is the width. But, I mean... That feels right. If you told me it was 72 or 68 and we're like, I feel confident about that, I would say, oh, yeah. Can we yeah. get a plus or minus? Can we have like a yeah. um, within, within the range? Within 500 square yards, meters. <laughs> uh, yeah, this isn't one of those questions. You have to, you have to get it on the nose. Do we? Like okay. easy math. Just do easy math. Yeah. So 70. Kay. 70 by. Are we allowed to use a calculator? No, but we could write it down. I don't have paper in front of me, Mike. I've got paper, but no pen. So we're really, we're pen. really out of luck. We're set. <laughs> All right, you got a pen. I'll visualize it. Uh, let's just choose some numbers and multiply them. Like 70 by 110? Or 120. Or 120. I feel, okay. like, one, I feel like 120 feels too long because when yeah. you look at like high school fields... Uh, the football field is usually a little bit longer than the soccer field. Does that include the end zone, though? Yeah, which is 120 yards, right. isn't it? The football field is 100 yards plus two 10-yard end zones. I don't know. I don't watch football, okay. guys. So you're taking 110 times 70. That's seven seven zero zero. Yep. 7,700 square meters. Damn, that sounds a lot. That's fine. I'll lock that in. That's fine. And N'Golo Conte covers every single one. <laughs> Who does? N'Golo Conte. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan Aronson. Brendan Aronson. Um, 7 times 11 is 77. Three and then zeros. you add the two zeros back in. Yep. Two zeros. Two zeros back on. Two zeros. Yeah. 7,700. Lock it in. Lock it in. 7,700. All right. Square meters. Plus uh, or minus 500. <laughs> uh, all right. De decent attempt at it, but unfortunately not correct. So uh, oh, here we go. Uh, Colin's going to have to do some hard math, it seems like. Tough. Very tough. This morning, when I was in the emergency department. No, you did not. I had a lot of time on my hands. I no, thought you to did myself, not. Should I do some studying for my categories? <laughs> Cheater. And I didn't do some <laughs> studying for my categories. Good man. I read a book instead. 
This was one of the things I thought about looking up when I thought I should study. I was like, I could just look up things that he's likely to ask. <clears throat> I like the way you guys thought about this, first of all. Hats off to you both. Uh, Came up with numbers and then did the multiplication. <laughs> no, but I mean, like the football field, you're like, hey, a little small football, 120. It's not going to be 120 meters. That's too long. Uh, so I'm gonna, I like your 110 meters. I'm going to take that from you. Uh, I think you went too wide. Siri, keep trying to get in on this. I think you went too wide on that. I think 70 meters is too wide. I would say 65. Mm. So then my math is to take away 550 meters from your answer, leaving me with 7,150 7, meters. Wow. And that is my final answer. Sure. Okay. Well, 7150. Yeah. Yeah. So there's uh there's some I mean there's some variation in how, you know, actual pitches are laid out, so which is why I kind of pinned it by mentioning a few that you know, cuz cuz I found a document where the pre- all the Premier League stadiums are listed along with their dimensions. So mm-hmm. I yep. I could confirm, you know, at least it seems like kind of the modal one is uh and, and what Wikipedia at least refers to, and a few other sources refer to as the standard dimensions are um, 105 by 68. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, okay. So, uh, yeah. 60- 110 by 65 actually ends That's up pretty being good. pretty close. Yeah. yeah pretty good. It's not going to be right. But. Very close, though, because, yeah, 68. You can. I mean, it's not that hard to do in your head because it's 6,800 plus 680 Speak divided by Speak for yourself, two. Yogesh. Speak for <laughs> yourself. We're not as smart as you. <laughs> You've been you over this. All I know is that Bill Gates was not at my commencement. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it wasn't the <laughs> University of Washington. <laughs> Neither of them were at yes. my commencement. Well, I'll say that. Yeah. Both themselves college dropouts, but giving, <laughs> giving advice to college students. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, I mean, 6,800 plus 680 divided by 2, which is 340, comes out to 7140. Exactly. Oh, mm. tantalizingly so close. close. So close. Ten square meters off. Mm. Even I could cover that amount of ground. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very close. Um, all right. <laughs> feels like I should get those points. No. So, it just feels like that. I'm not going to get them, Listen, but it feels like I should. Look, you're going to get your donut John, points, all right? Just be Charles, happy with the donut points. I'm just going to eat another donut yeah, at this point. Try to stop answering questions. Just eat donuts for the rest of this podcast. Smart. Smart playing right there. You got to play to your strengths. All right. Uh, Colin and Mike now to try and steal from Dan and Ryan. The U.S.'s best ever finish at a men's FIFA World Cup came at the very first one in 1930, where they reached the semifinal before falling 6-1 to Argentina and are officially recorded as finishing third overall. What other team also made it to that year's semifinal, also lost 6-1 in their case to Uruguay, but are recorded as finishing fourth despite no third-place playoff taking place. All right, so the one thing I knew about this uh, World Cup was that Uruguay won, Mm. so that's off the table. That checks off. Argentina also, it seems like, made it to the finals. They probably didn't finish fourth. (laughs) Good point, good point. Um, I'm going to go hazard uh, something here. That there were not, there's not a lot of European participation in this World Cup. Yep, yep. Uh, so that should, you know, constrain our guessing. I like where um, you're going with this. So an obvious one would be Brazil. 
That feels like the Rose Bowl of this question. Mm. Do we have a Stanford a, Stadium? I don't think so. I feel like the Stanford Stadium. So I'm pretty sure this was played in Uruguay. Definitely. So I feel like more likely teams coming from the southern part of South America. There's one country I can think of that fits that category that we haven't mentioned, which is Chile. Yeah. I'd like to nominate Chile as a possible answer. I don't want to lock it in. I mean, you think you think Chile is a better answer than Brazil? Is there a reason for us to think that? Just because you said that Brazil was the Rose Bowl of this question. You think he wouldn't be answering, asking us this question if the answer was Brazil? Look, now you're, you're talking about conjecture and speculation, Colin, <laughs> and I'm just looking for an answer here. Uh, I think the only way we get to an answer is speculation, Your Honor. <laughs> Um, um, I don't hate Chile, by the way, as a, a answer. I think that's in line with our our pattern here, our fact pattern. Yeah, I mean, if you again, if you felt like very strongly about any any country, I would the, I would support you. Any country in the world. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I mean, uh, is, the, is now the part where we just mention a bunch of countries that we think is the wrong answer and kind of get yeah, Palmer and, and Dan? Like, it was probably um, it's probably Czechoslovakia. They mm. were big back in the 30s. We should, were big. we should name countries that didn't yet exist. Mm-hmm. Can we make sure. sure they get them wrong? We could do that. Um, all right. I, I don't know. You want Brazil or Chile? Surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've got the donuts in front of me. I can get points however I want. <laughs> you only have this one option to get points. Um I'm gonna I'll say I would say Brazil, just because again, I'll feel stupid if it's not Brazil. I, I think that's a good guess. All right, we'll say Brazil. Lock it in. Okay. I, I think Czechoslovakia did exist in 1930. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore. But that's uh, why I was saying we should not say that one. <laughs> we should say Czech Republic. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Czech Republic came about, I think, in 93. Uh, but, yeah, I think I mean, you know, uh, well, decent decent guess. They, I'm sure they were there. They probably played in every World Cup. But, uh, yeah, this is a super hard round. If I'm asking a World Cup oh, question. Exactly. Probably, See, should more conjecture. Dummy? Yeah, the answer is probably not going to be Brazil. Unless I, I guess I'm playing like double. Much these dumb answers. <laughs> do, do you know? Unless I'm trying to like I mean, double bluff you, but uh, uh, yeah, pass to uh, Dan and Ryan. Mexico is the one that I've been thinking the whole time. Really, but also it's a super hard. Peru feels a little harder. I thought of Peru. I don't know. Like, do we? Why aren't? Okay. Super hard. <laughs> yeah. Who was good at soccer back then? Uh, Uruguay. Scotland. Scotland was good at soccer back then. Wow. Hungary. Hungary, that's a few years too early for them to be really good, I think. Dan Sabotage thinks Hungary wasn't even a country back then. Uh, I don't know when, you know, all of that Hungarian history happened. I should. I still brought a Budapest. Bosnia. <laughs> My thing is, is why, why, why are we just World assuming... World War I was the end of all that Hungary stuff, so actually Hungary probably existed. Why are we assuming that... Didn't, um, didn't the Vatican City a, send a team of, like, the best popes... 
and archbishops from no, across it, the world. That was no, a, they, they dressed in their uh, their knickers and and floofy shoulder pads. That, Mike, that was the Monty Python skit that got scrapped. Actually, <laughs> so. I was thinking they would sound like Opus Dei. You know? <laughs> the I, flagellation that they do after they get scored on is hard to watch. My initial like thought was they didn't stay for the third and fourth place game. So they were like, well, oh, let's go home. that might be right. Right? They so, had to like, catch their boat. Yeah. So that's my thing. Why? My thing is, state was probably a country then. My my thought was like like Belgium or like France was or another Scotland. one. I still like Scotland, Scotland for that. Could be, Scotland could be on there. Scotland so, not actually a country though. But they compete in the World Cup. I'm just saying. Just saying. I I wanted to It doesn't to, say country. It says what other team? <clears throat> That's, I, that's why I mentioned my the, the initial Pope thought thing. was like France, but I don't. I don't hate France. I, I don't have any other reason to say like it's it's not. It's not Scotland because it, I don't have any other reason. Scotland's a, is a good shout. Um. What Scotland? It's listen, super hard. Hold on. on, if you listen to Yogesh's podcast, he loves yeah. clues about the the. The Lipton Tea guy. Mm, good point. And in his last episode, yep. he had a clue about the Lipton Tea guy in America's Cup. So he had a ship. And where was <laughs> this guy from? Feels like Scotland could be right. Also, it's super hard round. If you were going to take a random guess at a soccer nation, France might be it. Scotland probably Let's isn't. go Scotland. Let's lock in Scotland. I like Scotland a lot for this. Shouts to the Lipton Tea guy. Yep. Lipton. Yeah. Well, well, okay. So Thomas Lipton was from Scotland. That that part is correct. Yes, <laughs> holds up. Ed, <laughs> uh, Ed McIlvenny, the who was the captain of the U.S. team in their their victory against England in 1950, was also from Scotland. Uh, that has nothing to do with this question. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. It holds up. It's an interesting fact. <laughs> More red herrings, please. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, so the answer here is that it was well. So, I think, I think, yeah, I think Austria, Hungary, and Czechoslovakia were all carved out of the Austro-Hungarian Empire when it broke up in 1918. Um, they lost to Prussia. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are in fact looking for a country that does not exist. You could, that you couldn't find on the map nowadays. Ah. It's uh, the country of Yugoslavia. Oh. Mm. I was gonna. Someone said Bosnia. As soon as you guys started doing the stupid guess countries that don't exist or weren't around my initial thought was Yugoslavia, Yugoslavia. Mm. but mm. then I was like France and then we got into the Lipton tea so <laughs> here we are you always getting distracted <laughs> by tea questions super hard that's a super hard answer <laughs> all right so yeah that that whole cycle I mean no one got any point so that was a wash so. <laughs> <laughs> complete waste of time outcome, really I like what we've learned is that you can be an intense hobbyist and that puts you at the only kind of hard level of knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Super hard requires studying, which we don't do. We, we just can't be bothered for that. All right. Uh, Colin, Dan, and Ryan to try and steal from Mike. Uh, as mentioned in the previous round, the only... Um, what did I call, what do I call it? The only somewhat hard round. <laughs> uh, the U.S. men's team was eliminated from the 2002 FIFA World Cup by a quarterfinal 1-0 loss to Germany. One major point of controversy during that game was, did we lose someone? 
Yeah, Colin's phone must have died. That's correct. We're okay. Yeah. We're still okay. Okay. Um, on okay. Uh, okay. So as mentioned in the only somewhat hard round, the U.S. men's team was eliminated from the 2002 FIFA World Cup by a quarterfinal 1-0 loss to Germany. One major point of controversy during that game was a handball by Germany's Torsten Frings that somehow did not result in a penalty kick. I was really hoping the answer was going to be Torsten Frings. I had that in the pocket. Long hair, another good part of the answer. <laughs> so Frings returned to being the center of a World Cup controversy in 2006 when, despite a labyrinth of conflicting accounts of who did what, he was fined and suspended due to a brawl between Germany and what other national team? This made him unavailable for the Cup's semifinal match, which Germany lost and was eliminated from contention. 2006 uh, was is, in Germany. Wait, are we... Colin and Mike it's, are stealing from us. It's Team Porch, right? Oh, it is? Oh, okay. Yes, um, Colin, Dan, and Ryan to steal from Mike. Oh. 2006 in Germany, Italy won, so would have been around late in the tournament. He was not available for the semifinal? Correct. This happened, must have happened at the quarterfinal stage, was not around for the semifinal, which Germany lost. This is the... Come on, Dan, you probably attended this game. Yeah, you probably did. You... The only game I attended was USA versus Czech Republic, which mm -hmm. we lost. We played against Italy in mm -hmm. that game, mm -hmm. so that's not... I would try because there was like a bloody face elbow in that game, although McBride. I don't think it was a brawl. Yeah. Uh, sorry, just recollections now. Uh, so the two teams we know were there, right? This is the final. This is the Zidane final, right? Yep. Italy versus uh, France. France. <clears throat> I'm not sure either of those teams. Don't you think we would remember better the brawl if it was like Germany versus France brawl? Or yeah, versus well, Italy brawl. I mean, what was the third place game? Think of the third place game then. Oh my gosh. Wasn't, didn't like Turkey or Mor not Ooh, Morocco? This might be the year that Turkey went far. Yeah. There's a year that Turkey went far and a year that Croatia went far. But they would have. Croatia year went, they went far was earlier. The Davosuker year. They would have. It's like 98. Maybe. So the brawl happened in a game that Germany won though. So it yep. wouldn't have been Turkey. Um, Germany lost in the semifinal, so it has to be either of the finalists. It has to be either France or Italy. No, 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 no. no, no. The brawl he was happened, unavailable for yeah, the semifinal. The brawl happened in the previous okay. in the right. quarterfinal. Yeah, okay. and so the quarterfinals were. Who did Germany play in the quarterfinal? France, Italy, Germany, U.S., Mexico, possibly Turkey. Croatia, mm. who's kind of seems to be always there. Spain. I feel like Argentina's the answer here. Oh, Argentina's a great answer. That's a great answer because they're always they're always playing Germany, and they're always like and they're always having dust ups with Germany. Wait, no, 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 no. Is that the England, uh, um? Who had a goal that Steven Gerrard hit the hit the top oh. and it crossed the line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was definitely over the line. And then it came back out and, it, and then it was that was like they lost. They went out on that. Yep, they actually lost the game. Like I want to say I want to say England because that that was definitely against Germany. That was a hundred percent against Germany. I want to say England. I like that answer a lot. Was that 
Definitely the 2006 World Cup. I don't know. Yes, that for sure was. Okay, so that feels good. Do we know that? That was it? definitely no, it was, mm. def- definitely was because I remember the ball, and the Ooh, ball was wow, that's good. It I, was that like, like weird, like the infinity okay, ball. I buy it. I'm saying I want to say England. Mike, if you know this. Also, they're huge. I mean, Germany, England is a big, big rivalry. Yes, so that exactly. holds up. Yeah. And that That's as good as I'm going to get to. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. And we know England went out at that stage. We, so that checks out with Germany winning the game. Yep. They always go Ooh. out on quarterfinals. Yep. Yep. England. You run around for whatever, blah, 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 and then Germany wins. Yep. Fits that narrative. England. Let's go England. England. All right. You locked in England? What do you think, Mike? Uh, I'm pretty sure the game you guys are talking about was from 2010. But you know, I could be wrong. Uh, that doesn't make me any closer the to ball thing. getting the answer to this question. I feel like this has been a good learning experience for me for when we come on this pod for a third time. That I need to be more specific with my categories because my category was U.S. men's national team at the 2002 World Cup, and what I really wanted was some like random questions about like Eddie Lewis or Tony Sane, and you know, <laughs> and and so what I need to what I need like to phrase my question like, as where was Tony Sane born? It, or you know, whatever, some shit like that. Be like the lives of the players at, you know, blah blah blah. So that's that's on me. This is you know, this is a loss ain't a loss. It's a lesson, as they say. Uh, as far as this question, I mean, I I, I liked your Argentina. I, you know, Argentina I feel like often known for dusting things up. Uh, yeah. You know, I I honestly my my category was the two thousand two World Cup. I don't know anything about two thousand six World Cups. Whole, whole different thing. Uh, so I'm just going to say Argentina and, and hope and pray. Okay, yeah. I looked up, uh, I scrolled up to see the exact wording on it. And yeah, you did say U.S. men's national soccer team at the 2002 World Cup. <laughs> so specific. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, if you, had, if you had phrased in terms of looking at like the team itself, I, I would have written different questions. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, not mad fault. at all. This is this not is, your fault. This is, uh, I'll just be more specific next time. I left it open ended, and I shouldn't have. The next time, <laughs> the personal lives of yeah, Tony Sane's life between ages five and twelve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but but the clue I kind of embedded in here was labyrinth, right? Another thing I tell people: if there's a a phrase that yeah, seems kind of Greeks, unnecessary. Uh, Kind of, uh, you know, maybe it's a clue. Not always, but it, it's if you're if you're kind of stuck for how to proceed, that's one way to look at it. Labyrinths was the uh, first major English language collection of of the stories of Jorge Luis Borges, the great writer from Argentina. Come on, Mike. Good job. Good job. I mean, you guys had it. You guys good job just talked yourself I out of it. Suggested that answer that you then stole. You from didn't me? stand up for your answer. Hard enough. Points are you giving yourself? Have well, another donut. You earned yourself a donut. Yeah, that's uh, question 22. Those are the first non-stolen points of the entire game. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Let's well, go. Good. Let's go. It still feels like he stole them from me somehow. <laughs> good job, Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's, everything else has either been a steal or a zero. So, yeah. I mean, it's, time someone answered, it's a zero-sum game here, Colin, so someone's <laughs> always getting stolen from. I appreciate that. All right, so here's another question that's maybe a little tangential to one of the categories. Uh, for Mike, Dan, and uh, Mike, Dan, and Ryan to try and steal from Colin. 
On September 5th, 2019, the Indian supporters group known as the Blue Pilgrims unveiled a giant TIFO of what man who captained India's squad at the 1948 Summer Olympics when they made their post-independence debut as a national team. A member of the Naga minority ethnic group, this man later earned a medical degree and directed health services in his native Nagaland region, where he continues to be revered. Oh, and his surname consists of two vowels, so you have a 4% chance of guessing it blindly. Uh, wow. I was recently reading about an Indian footballer who was very, very good and had a trial at Rangers. Like, And he's now still a cult hero. He didn't accept the offer because by the time he got there, he was homesick and wanted to go home, so he went home. But he was supposed to be like the most fleet-footed magical footballer anyone had ever seen and so there it's the, like what was his name i don't know <laughs> that but guy I feel like this could be the same i feel like it could be the same guy because you know i was reading a thing about him that was probably written recently and this indian supporters group is also keeping his memory alive in 2019 it all feels consistent mm-hmm. still don't know his name though two it's a two-letter last name Two vowels. So, four percent chance. Mike, you got anything? Um, I don't. Other than TIFOs would have been a fun category. TIFOs would have been a fun category. Uh, should we just guess some some vowels? I mean, can we guess vowels that? Uh, I, I feel like I would be a great starting guess. And O would be another good I one. I.O.? Does that sound like an Indian surname? I don't know. But I.O. seems like a, a good last name. I don't know if it's better than E.O. <laughs> or A.O. Or you. Ooh, Why A.O.? You? A.O. could be a good one. I, I like I.O. I feel like I've seen the last name I.O. before. Can we work backwards to decide if Yogesh is counting Y as a vowel and if that is mm. a 4%, if it changes the mathematics? Mm. <laughs> we could. That's yeah. That's a job for, for you, Dan. Yeah. And maybe math, that math is outside of my realm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean. Io would be my best guess. Mike, do you have... Favorite vowels you'd like to put together? Make a guess. Palmer's already chose my two favorite vowels, which, as everyone knows, are I and O. Okay, so. big fan of I, I O. Uh, that's all I got. Okay, this is a Colin question. Yeah, there's no that's way fine. Colin's gonna get this. That's fine. We'll lock in I O. Okay, yeah, and for this one, obviously, spelling is going to have to count. So you're like an I O. Oh uh, God damn it! <laughs> e O. Why? I, I mean, y O. Yeah, I O. Yes, yeah, we're like I mean, an I O. In this case, yeah, this especially. I'm not. I'm not really certain of the pronunciation myself. So the spelling is going to have to be the thing that, that answers it. Yeah. Okay. Mm. okay so I O. All right. Mm, yeah, lock in I O. All right, Colin. I had a completely different guess. 
then, but then after all that, uh, you got to spell it correct, talk. I feel like I'll be a fool if I don't pick E-O. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go for O-A this whole time. O-A. Just felt like that's in the same way that E-O felt right to you. O-A mm-hmm. felt right to me. Okay. But... After well, I.O. P- felt right to me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I.O. felt right to you. Mm-hmm. O.A. felt right to me. But after all that, you got to spell it right correctly thing. I'm going to go with E.O. Okay. E.O. Lock it in. All right. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. The O.A., by the way, is another great television series. That oh, has, yeah. That has nothing to do with the question, but like with Gordimer Gibbon, I'll just promote it any chance I get. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this is... Uh, his name and, and again this is you know kind of an eth- even within india it's a minority ethnic group name so not like a standard indian name so i'm not really sure of the pronunciation but i think it's something like talimeran ao it's spelled a o do we both get half points <laughs> yeah, we all guessed consonants or vowels. Excuse me. Well, you were we, going kind of in a progression, right? Yeah, the I-O, next person would have picked e- ao for yeah. sure. Exactly. Yeah. If only there had been one more party playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know if this is the same person I was thinking of? Um, it doesn't. It doesn't match up. It like doesn't the, ring a bell. What I what I read of his Wikipedia article doesn't match up with the story you're telling, but okay. I I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Probably different. All right. That's very true. <laughs> okay, so Colin and Mike now to try and steal from Dan and Ryan. One of the worst Premier League seasons of all time was recorded in the 2007-08 season by Derby County FC, which finished with only 11 points overall and just one win. Which team was that win against? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, I mean... That's a very hard question. This is a very hard round. Yeah, but this is also this isn't such a great question because the team that lost to this particular team that is such an embarrassing. No, it's embarrassing. Great. Yeah, no, yeah. it's a great question. It's a great question. Twist the knife. Um. So, Mike, there's kind of like two ways we could do this, right? You either pick a team that you know would have been in the Premier League. And then you just hope that they're the one who lost to Derby. Or you pick a team that, if they were in the Premier League, they would have been bad enough to lose to Derby. But you're, they could have been in the championship at the time, right? Like, if you pick mm-hmm. the first name that came to my mind, I'm not saying I support this strategy, but it's like Ipswich. Like, they could have been in the Premier League that year yeah. or the year before or the year after, but if they were in the Premier League, they were liable to lose to Derby. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, ha- <clears throat> I feel like either way, we're kind of shooting in the dark here. Uh, True. I'm trying to think of if there are other clues that we could give ourselves. Yeah. There's not a lot of clues in this. No, like, there's no labyrinth in here. Yeah. Um, oh, seven, oh, eight. Ooh. You know, one team that was in the Premier League who's kind of bad? Everton. Wasn't Everton actually pretty good during this time, though? Yeah, they were, actually. Uh, it doesn't mean they couldn't have lost to Could have yeah. definitely lost to Derby. <laughs> uh, um, I mean... I feel like... Uh, were there teams in this era that were, like, 
bad, but trying to play good soccer. Like I'm thinking like a team that came to mind for me was like Stoke, but I just feel like Stoke, they're just keeping it buttoned up in the back. They're probably not going to lose to a really bad team. I mean, I don't want to give you guys guesses, but this feels pretty spursy to lose to this team. (laughs) Man, Mike, I don't feel like I have a good answer to this one. Yeah. How about uh, Portsmouth? I feel like this was kind of around their demise. Ooh, Portsmouth demise. That's a perfect example of like a team that might not have even been in the league at the time. Yeah. Who knows? I was also thinking that Blackburn is a similar demise story around this time. Sure. I mean, we could just spend the next hour naming teams in England, and then if one really jumps out, we could choose that one. (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. Um, Southampton. That's another basically team in just Portsmouth, but yeah, kind of nearby. <laughs> Fake Portsmouth. Um, Bolton. No, I think Portsmouth or Blackburn. Yeah, are both fine. All right. Six to one, half dozen the other. Which one do you want? Uh, let's do Portsmouth. Pompey. Lock it in. All right. Yeah, it's interesting because in the previous game, Portsmouth was the answer that broke you guys' streak of correct answers. Ooh. Uh, Man, uh, I do not remember any of that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't either. What time did we record last time and how many beers deep was I? It was late. It was late. It was an island question. Yes. Oh, that's right. That, oh, I do remember that. That's what I was referencing when I talked about how Douglas was now a city. Cause, yes, that's right. We yeah. Isle of Man we went there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so a, a nice uh, nostalgic guess, but not correct. <laughs> not correct. So, Palmer, are we willing to uh, reveal what our categories are? So that's because what I, I was have a thought. Yeah, I do too. I was thinking that like if this falls underneath our under our categories, which which category? Because if it falls under the one that's not as obvious for this, the hint reads like one category, but yeah. if the answer is a different category, it's a big hint. Uh, can we? I, I'm willing to. For the sake of the podcast and entertainment, me too. Reveal, me too. So two of our categories. Wait, can Yogesh? Can Yogesh give us clearance to do this? Yeah, yes, you you can reveal if you want okay. to. Will Yogesh tell us which of our categories this one is? Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> we can ask. Uh, we have two of our categories are Premier League records. Yeah. So this reads like a Premier League record it question. It does, but it feels like a. London-based team. London-based clubs yeah. is one of our yeah. categories. So it, if the answer is, in fact, a London-based club, that narrows it down significantly. Which could it, it could definitely be Spurs. <laughs> but it could also be, uh, uh, you know, any of the London-based West Ham club. Yeah. or Chelsea. I mean, there are a lot. Of, there are a lot of clubs too that I'd like to re-guess with that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it's probably a records question yeah because it's this is the team that had the most losses right right or the lowest points i was i'm on i'm in the same like vein as as colin and and mike like initially i thought portsmouth like black like teams that yo-yo teams that Mm, could go up and down like nourish blackpool which Blackpool at the time in 2000, that like that era, I feel like Blackpool was up and down a lot. Um, I can't think it like Stoke is a good is a good shout, but I just don't think that they would lose to a team as bad as Derby County. Um, 
like Newcastle was kind of yo-yoing at that time. Like, True, good one. Um, I'm trying to think of other like Blackburn was it was it a good shout? Uh, Cardiff, I like I any of these teams. Any of I, I, I mean, you losing. just have to yeah take a pick. But, but my heart wants to say Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> Just because I feel it like feels, it would be yeah, so Spursy. I mean, they, it's just this they the were, definition of Spursy. It is the definition of Spursy. And they weren't going to the Champions League final in that period. They were like, they were they good were, but not great, right? They but weren't they top were, four. They weren't big four it, or big three or whatever that, it was at that the point. The thing though, the thing about them is that they would, they would lose. They anyway. were because they they were that was like Harry Redknapp era, like that was. They would have been in the in the Champions League, but they also would have been Spurs, and they would have lost to to the worst to team Derby in, County. Yeah, yes, in history. So, uh, and it covers both bases. I mean, it's a London-based club. Yes, so possible. Um, I and who knows? Like, it may have actually be interesting because it's not some terrible right. team. Yeah, it's like oh, the one time they did win, it was against. This, so the, it's this the team very hard round. Like, I think your your initial guess would be one of these like shitty teams that would yeah. that you could see losing to Derby County. I'm okay with it. Or it could Tottenham? be Everton, but I would like Spurs. I like Spurs okay. the best. Let's take Tottenham Hotspur. Lock it in. All right, I think yeah. When I reveal the answer, it'll be clear. Which uh, which of these categories it was in? <laughs> because the correct answer is Newcastle United. Oh, uh, you said it. The yo-yo. Also, by by naming fifty clubs in the country, yeah. their chances are good. <laughs> we would have covered it, but that's all right. Yeah, Newcastle. That's good. All right. So now we enter the final cycle. There's only been one score chain. So Mike with the Argentina moved from second into first. Go on, Mike. Good job, Mike. Let's go. Time to time to wrap this pot up. Mike. <laughs> All right. So we're going into the final cycle. Each of you gets one more specialist question and two chances to steal. We begin with Colin, Dan, and Ryan to try and steal from Mike. So Bruce Arena earned only one cap with the U.S. men's national team as a second-half substitute goalkeeper in a 2-0 loss to Israel in 1973. Which goalkeeper did he substitute for? This man's Philadelphia Atoms heroics landed him on the cover of the September 3rd, 1973 issue of Sports Illustrated, making him, not Pele, the first pro soccer player to ever appear on that magazine's cover. Whoa. What, what good trivia. Whoa. Uh, Tony Miola. It's in 73. <laughs> oh, yeah. The baby. He's probably born in 73. Yeah. Okay. So think of. All right. So the only way we're gonna get this right is if this guy is still involved in U.S. soccer. Chaka Hislop. <laughs> Good guess, but I don't think it's that. But, um, so also, Steve Jamaica. Sampson. Is Steve Sampson a goalkeeper? Right. This is the way we need to think about it. It's like people who from that era, who, who you know, who also was a goalkeeper. And that could have played goalkeeper in that era, who? and that is also. Uh, National team coach, Tony DeChico. That's so good. That is so good. That's exactly how we need to think about this. The same age. I like there's no better guess. That's I agree. 
agree. There's, we're not going to get better than that. Shout out to Ryan Palmer attending the Soccer Plus Tony DeChico. The DeChico method. Camp. Well done. Yeah, that that would be my guess. We'll take it. Lock it in. All right. The fact that Yogesh is violently Googling something to see <laughs> suggests we did not get it right. Who is Tony DeChico has just popped up on Yogesh's screen. I've hacked him, and uh, that's what he's Googling. All right, so you, you locked in uh, someone. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy. Sorry. <laughs> Do you have anything, Mike? Uh, I mean, Steve Sampson, the person who they did mention, that seems like a perfectly reasonable guess for this incredibly difficult question. So I will lock in Steve Sampson. Sampson? I think that's his name. Who knows? All right. Yeah. In terms of whether this person's still involved in, in soccer, I, I've, I kind of remember something from Wikipedia about him being like a color commentator for whatever oh, the film is. Oh, is it that annoying guy who's a commentator for the Red Bulls? No, it can't be J.P. Delacamp. No, not he that would not guy. Okay. A color commentator. He would be play-by-play. Yeah. Play. For, yeah. for whichever Philadelphia... What is Philadelphia's? The team? Union. Okay, yeah, that's right. The um, Onions, if you will. Yeah, they're, they're fa- I looked up their fans aboard. There's like the Sons of Ben. Is yes, mm-hmm. okay. I've been a card-carrying member of that. <laughs> All right, I considered that for a question. I but, no longer carry my card. <laughs> but uh, anyway, this man's name is Bob Rigby. Mm. Oh, yeah, Bob Rigby, or good old Robert Bob Rigby. Rigby. Wow, it's not the. Uh, I know, Mike. You were thinking about the guy who says uh, "bulge the old onion sack." No, no, not oh. that guy. There's some American dude who's been commentating for the Red Bulls who I find very annoying, but remember oh. his name. Well, that's the wrong. Who's the bulge the Seamus. No, that was a uh, Tommy. Tommy Smith. Smythe. Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Tommy Smith. Wait. Smythe. That's a Smythe. He's got a Y. Okay. We don't accept him. He's not invited to our reunions where we play washers and stuff. Yeah, you only you only have the Patty Smith who sang "Because the Night," not the Patty Smith from Scandal. <laughs> exactly. Shep Shep Messing is the guy I was thinking of. I know who that is. Yes, but unrelated to this question. True. I'm happy with my Shaka Hislop and Tony DiCicco guesses. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the answers to other good questions. Probably. Usually, it was just the wrong question. Right. It's exactly. not the wrong answer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think if the John Barnes discussion had gone on a little longer, you might have hit on it. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure these are all these are all people who I'll look up afterwards. I'm <laughs> you, sure they you all wanted think. us to talk longer at any point. This <laughs> <laughs> we'll always have Stanford Stadium. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it gets you to the right answer, you know, then, it usually right. doesn't. <laughs> okay, uh, penultimate question of the game. Mike, Dan, and Ryan to try and steal from Colin. In 2019, Landon Donovan came out of retirement for the third time, accepting $250,000 to play part of one season for which team? It was an indoor soccer club in San Diego, I think. Yeah. So, done my part, Mike. What's the name of that team? The San Diego Shockers. With a Z. With a Z. A Z and an X. Shockers or Sockers? Oh, Sockers could be good. Soccer. San Diego. Shipman. San Diego. Shockers. I don't. I. I have no idea. What's the official uh, trivia rules on that? If 
You know, if Can we, we just say the baseball city? team and we said Baltimore, would that qualify? We said San Diego. I think for the super super hard round, you you definitely need the franchise name. Mm. Who does he manage? What's the San team? San Diego Loyal. The loyal. Okay. I almost wore their t-shirt today, but it shrank in the wash, and so I, it's a little awkward. I feel like San Diego Wave would be would make sense, but that's more the than the wave. Milwaukee Wave. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Who are the soccer's? There's there, I think, outside of Chicago, there's like um, youth teams that are youth called team. the soccer's. Yeah, maybe that's why. That. San Diego Rowdy. That's the Tampa Bay Rowdy. Tampa Bay. Outdoor team. Um, I don't know. San Diego soccer is is just as as good as as any other. Michael, this just feels like a question that. What happens in San Diego? They have a zoo. San Diego zookeepers. <laughs> tigers. San Diego I tigers. I don't know this one, guys. This feels like one that if I had been looking at Wikipedia just a little bit more, I would know, but. San Diego Pandas. San Diego... Mike's life regret is that he didn't read enough Wikipedia. <laughs> San Diego Whales. San Diego Anchorman. Mike, are you only doing two hours a day now? I thought you were doing three hours a day. <laughs> I've had to cut back. It's just... He's um, doing too much GeoGuessr. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much. No, I, I, I don't let's know. Let's go San Diego I, I only know that it, it has to be alliterative. I will not support any answer that is not alliterative. Okay. San, San Diego Soccers, then. Lock it in. Oh, I'm going to know it when I hear it. Yeah. That's not it, but lock it in. That's fine. You locked in San Diego Soccers? Yeah. With a Z, please. <laughs> Colin, is that right? I believe that's correct, gentlemen. Oh, yeah! Let's go! No it, it is. It, it doesn't change the order, but yes, it is uh, of... Uh, in terms of how many points people have, yeah, but uh, it is correct, yeah. I love that Dan at the end said, that's not it. I'll know it when I hear it. <laughs> you guys have been saying it for the last five minutes, Dan. Dan, do you, is that even your friend, Landon Donovan? I feel like maybe uh, you've had a falling it, out. I'm sorry. I'm not a good showing. Between this and map free, I'm feeling like really out of it. <laughs> they stopped talking once he came back for a third time. All right, uh, so we, we do, in fact, have a situation where the uh, first place will be decided by the final question. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so it's definitely not me. I'm in last. So. Yeah, uh, Colin is mathematically uh, eliminated. Yes. But uh, if, if we get this right, Mike wins? That's yes. what you're telling me? Yes. Oh, sabotage. <laughs> Colin's just going <laughs> to fall on his sword here. Do it, do it for me, Colin. <laughs> All right, so uh, Colin and Mike versus Dan and Ryan. Colin and Mike going first. Back when the study of history in schools was more Eurocentric and specifically Anglocentric, it was common to say that the most important date in human history was October 14th, 1066, when the forces of William the Conqueror triumphed over those of Anglo-Saxon Harold Godwinson at the Battle of Hastings and kicked off the Norman conquest of England. However, arguably just as significant was September 25th, 1066, when Harold Godwinson defi decisively defeated a Viking army led by Harold Hardrata and aided by his own brother, Tostig Godwinson, in a battle that took place at what Yorkshire village? Okay, Mike. <clears throat> 
I don't know what this category is. Where's the Where's the soccer in this? <laughs> oh, okay. There. Oh, the York, Yorkshire. All right, so I know one village in Yorkshire. Yeah, me too. So let's just guess that, right? Leeds. That's the only one I know. Leeds, baby. I don't know how we guess anything else besides that. Yeah. Also, what is this category that they? It's not London clubs. Battles of Battles of England. <laughs> it's not. What was their other one that they said? During records or something. Premier League records. records. Yeah. Uh, what was the, I don't know what their third category was, but it was whack. Um, but yeah, let's go for leads then. Let's do it. Okay, that's that's interesting. Uh, interesting. I think not right. Then. <laughs> yeah. I think in the the interest of suspense, I kind of have to keep quiet about it and pass it to Dan and Ryan. I'm gonna be honest. I don't even know what the question is. <laughs> what am, what the are we trying is, to answer? Where was there a battle in 1066 between? Uh, you would assume. Yeah, Harold, uh, yeah, Harold Godwinson on one side and Harold Hardrada and Tostig on the other. Yeah, so the Anglo-Saxons versus the Viking. Vikings. Well, okay. Godwinson sounds very similar to Goodison. <laughs> Especially if you do it with like a Merseyside accent. And if we're... Goodison. Goodison. Yeah. yeah. And if we're fighting the Vikings, I feel like we got to be... Coastal-ish, Liverpool. I feel like the Vikings like probably had enough range to land and then also move. Fair. Also, uh, our, and, oh wait, our, this this battle happened in Yorkshire. I can't tell you where that is, except that they seem confident that Leeds was in Yorkshire. Seems like it's between Manchester and Liverpool. It's up there. It's in the north. So our categories were. Where did this happen? Uh, what village? What village did it happen in? Categories are teams of London. Yep. U.S. Men's US National, National Team, team at, the World, at Cup. the World Cup. Any World Cup, Mike. Not mm-hmm. just 2002. And, and Premier League, Premier League record, record holders. So it's got to be a maybe a, a London team that has a name that's shared with a village in Yorkshire or something that seems like a stretch uh <laughs> I can't figure out what it would be a premier league re- it can't be a premier league record holder well we should know from the questions that were asked also if we were paying attention to the questions we know what category this is in the derby county uh was premier league records there's got to be a london based club it can't be a U.S. Men's National Team. What was the U.S. Men's National Team question in this category for us? Um, I don't know. I can't you, you can scroll up in Zoom if you want. <laughs> it's a Excellent good, it's a good point. Idea. Uh, uh, I mean... 2006 World Cup semifinal, maybe? No, because that was, that was Argentina versus Germany. No, it was two thousand two. But it was related to Torsten it was Springs. Related. That was it, the yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so this has got to be. Oh no! It was the U.S. best ever finish in the World Cup in nineteen thirty. That was the hard. Okay. Okay. Mike, you're making it complicated because you're uh, overlap. Anyway, so this has to be a London-based club okay. or have a tie-in at least. We've already had Crystal Palace. Yeah. 
We've talked about West Ham. Chelsea. Okay, I'm going to go back to Tottenham Hotspur because they are... Oh, who was Hotspur? Yeah, who was Hotspur? Yeah, Yeah. King. But this is like, where were they located? Well, that's the tie-in anyway. So, okay. If that's our tie-in, it doesn't help. That's that's all I wanted to get to. Uh, King Richard, King, King. I have no idea. What else is up there? Hull. It's a Hotspur question because it's based the 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 club moniker is is a there's a Shakespearean. I can't think of the. The king, not fucking. It's not King Lear. Sorry for the F word. Uh, Richard. That's what I want to say. But does it matter? What are we doing? What are, exactly. What are we exactly. answering? We're here? we're trying to find a connection for anything that makes sense to us. But I don't, just feel like we're not going to get there. What's up around Leeds ish? Because I think we know that Leeds is in New Yorkshire. <laughs> uh, Darby County. I have no idea. Morecambe. <laughs> Morecambe, I feel like probably is in the southern. I'd like to take a second bite at the apple after. Uh... Oh, after looking at your phone. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what else were we gonna guess? Hole is up there, somewhere ish. Liverpool, uh, Manchester, Blackburn, maybe Bolton. Ooh, Bolton is like a historical feeling name. Yeah. Maybe just because it was a name in Game of Thrones. Sure. <laughs> I feels, just feels like, like it's in there. Any of this sounds. I like Bolton. Okay. Let's just lock in Bolton. All right. This is painful. All right. For no points. Can I get a no points guess before this answer is revealed? Sure. As long as you didn't look it up on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let me just explain my thought process here. No, I didn't look it up on my phone. What, uh, uh, my thought process was the towns and or things we're guessing were too simple, like too easy, right? And the category is your London clubs category. Uh-huh. So I had to think of a London club that's obscure. Uh-huh. And I had, for your previous category, when I thought of that, I thought of Charlton Athletic. Mm-hmm. So then I thought of Charlton Athletic again, and I thought there could be a village in Yorkshire called Charlton. That's like the Smith of Villages. So that's what I would have guessed if I got to guess again. It's also kind of the Smith of English footballers. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Charlton, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Like it's. Right. I was like, that's that's a name. That's a good name. Okay. And it's, it fulfills the category, whereas Leeds, yeah, doesn't fulfill right. the category. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So I'm I'm glad you at least all got on kind of the the page about meta gaming and kind of narrowing in on your categories. So when I did I didn't want I would have been disappointed if you just never touched on that at all and just made guesses. Once you got to that part, I was like, okay, it's a fair question because you you narrowed in on the right sort of things, right? Things that are associated with London football clubs. Yeah. So this. And then we guessed Bolton out of the blue anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we totally disregarded it because we weren't smart enough to figure it out. But yes. Yeah. So this was, the, I guess, the second of kind of the, the big three battles of 1066 that sort of uh, determined who would end up in charge of England, basically, between the Normans, Anglo Saxons, and Vikings. It's called the Battle of Stamford Bridge. Oh. oh. Wow. wow. The village is called Stamford Bridge. Oh, wow. That's 
That's cool. That, that is a great that question. That is great. That is really cool. Outstanding question. Should we, Stanford Bridge is the home of Chelsea uh, yeah. uh, the football arena. club. The, the arena, Sta- if you will. Stadium. The Bruce <laughs> Arena, if you will. <laughs> That's a great question. That's a really good question. Chelsea, a London-based club. Fantastic. That's cool. All right. So uh, one uh, semi-random guess kind of determined the outcome here. So we finish with uh, Colin at 24.0, Dan and Ryan at 38.1, and Mike at 39.3. Go on, Mike. Go on. Congratulations, Mike. Man, I mean, I feel great, but just, man, three and a half hour podcast, I think, (laughs) need to be spread out. Uh, both for the participants and the listeners. Uh, man, I wonder how many people are still with us. I mean, I know Yogesh has a loyal following of people who pay money, uh, and I'm a little bit worried that there's going to be some Patreon unsubscriptions after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, can we make a best of five, bud? Uh, let me talk to my agent. Oh, wait, and get you back didn't to win him. last time. I just Call, like to say I won last Colin time. Colin won last time. Yep. I Colin just, won on the scoreboard, but Mike really won in your hearts. That's right. That's what happened last <laughs> I'm time. I'm the people's this time champ, I won baby. in no regard. Donuts. I've had the most donuts today <laughs> and beers. Yeah, yeah. Last time Mike showed off a lot of impressive knowledge, even though he finished <laughs> third. Uh, he, he, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, we want to finish off with everyone kind of giving their uh, statement, basically. You can say whatever you want, as long as it's not too long or offensive. It'll be kept in. Uh, it can be a, yeah, about the game, about the world at large, about any combination of those things in any proportion. It can be anything you want to plug, uh, and we'll go, I think the lowest scoring player gets the last word, so it'll go Mike, Dan, and Ryan, and then Colin. So That's Colin's only victory for the day. <laughs> so uh, we'll start with Mike. Uh, what do I want to plug? Um, I want to plug, shout out to my neighbor, Eric, for letting me borrow his truck today to pick up some... Uh, furniture and uh, shout out to my union. That's all I want to plug. All right, Dan, Dan, and or Ryan, you got this, Dan. This is why you're CEO. Uh, there's a lot going on in the world, and sometimes you know this is frivolous uh, in the long, in the, the wider scope of things. And I think that's okay. Uh, take care of yourselves out there, folks. Do things that make you happy. You don't have to be depressed every day. Uh, you know, maybe sometimes, but not all the time. Here, here. Yes, we, we mentioned the uncomfortable truth about racism, but we didn't actually talk about the uncomfortable truth about racism. <laughs> that would be another three-hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to say anything, Ryan? Uh, Dan covered it. Good job, Dan. That's why he's our CEO. All right, Colin? Uh, thanks, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Well said. Well said. Uh, All right. This has been episode 18 of season two of Recreational Thinking with Yoga Shrout. Thanks for listening. Woo!